Cheering at pro wrestling shows in Japan is back, and 2023 is already shaping up to be a big year in the history of pro res. That's why you should listen to the Emerald Flow Show. From the Royal Road to the Green Mat, Paul and Gerard take you into the world of All Japan Pro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling NOAA. Not only do we analyze events, but we examine business, who is getting over, what angles are working, or not. Occasionally, we take a look at other Japanese promotions like DDT and Zero One. So if you're looking for more coverage of the world of Japanese wrestling, check out the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, available on all of your favorite podcast apps. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And welcome to episode 286 of the Super J Cast, recorded on December 4th of 2023. This will be the last time for a World Tag League takeover that you hear some other voices besides Joel and Damon. It's your old pal, uh, Auntie Boo's Leprechaun, Nicole Rito, with Curtis from Okada Shorts Podcast. Plug Hello. right here. Plug. <laughs> drink everyone drink, drink. yes <laughs> yes so how are you doing this uh this fine monday curtis man i've had a great weekend i took friday off of work and spent it with my wife who is unfortunately very sick uh but then saturday i went out and i i did nerd things and then sunday i went out and i did nerd things and now it's monday and i got to go back to work but before i go back to work i'm gonna be doing nerd things here with my friend booze leprechaun and yes uh again i am uh one half of the uh king of shorts the international wrestling grand pricks your good friend curtis spears here from the okada shorts podcast um man it's good to be back in it we've had we've been having fun yeah lots of fun um it's almost a shame that it's got to end but as if we learned nothing from cody rhodes's time in new japan and on the indie scene it's that <laughs> Daddy's got to eat first, which means <laughs> Joel and Damon are daddies, and they got to eat first. And today we are going to be setting that table for them for the finals of World Tag League. Mm-hmm. The finals of World Tag League and beyond. They're going to be looking into uh, eventually the the run up to Wrestle Kingdom, which is a month from today. Oh God, man, and hmm. There's so much that could be said about that that Wrestle Kingdom card, how it's looking right now. <laughs> it's it's looking mighty boring, isn't it? It's it's oh. looking mighty just another fucking show. It's looking mighty fucking power struggle. It's looking mighty fucking king of pro wrestling right now. It's not looking mighty must watch. Right. Yeah, you know, there's some looking like mm. like something you would just throw on. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Uh Road two show is on today. Better go watch that. Ooh, yeah. So what we're gonna do today is so we're gonna talk about World Tag League in as much as we're gonna preview the final two block nights, uh, which are gonna be happening in a couple days. Hopefully this episode will drop before those shows happen, or we're just gonna be delivering another 
steaming cold pile of hot takes. <laughs> yeah. Please enjoy this uh, this uncooked cold take. Mm. Hopefully be good eatings. Uh, yeah, so that so that's what we're gonna be doing. Um, what I want to do is we got a couple. We had gotten a couple questions last week that we did not touch on. These are not going to be long questions, but I do want to hit on one from Arcadia Matthews, and and I'm hitting on this one because it's just so weird and uniquely specific that it must. It's it's our Antonio for the World Tag League. <laughs> this is our Antonio for the week. Yes. Um, most overrated, Wawa, Von Hayes, Tasty Cakes, or Rocky Balboa, Delco. Most underrated, Jalen Hurts, South Jersey, Chicken Cutlet Sandwich, Heritage's Eric Lindros. And I, mm. I, I am going to handle this question in terms of I have to pick one of the most overrated things, one of the most underrated things. In terms of overrated, oh, that is so, so hard. Overrated, um, dude. Tasty cakes. Mm, see, I'm no, sorry. no. See, and that's why I'd have to disagree with you. Because I love me some tasty cakes. Nothing better than a good butterscotch crimpet. Come on now. But uh, Tasty cakes are just fucking great value brand Little Debbie. Oh, really? Really. Mm. Really? Live, living in Pennsylvania for, I lived in Pennsylvania for about five years. I think I only enjoyed a tasty, I, t- I had tasty cakes a few times. I am a fat dude, but I enjoyed tasty cakes maybe twice. I just, I just um, don't, see we, it. I don't see it. We may have to end the podcast right now. That 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 has hurt my feelings. Because um, I love me some jelly crimpets, peanut butter candy cakes, the aforementioned uh, butterscotch crimpet. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay. actually okay. okay. How about this? Overrated Wawa sandwiches. I don't. I don't have a a hard feeling on Wawa. I I love me some Wawa, but I'm I a don't. Guy. I'm a sheets uh, MTO guy. That's understandable. That that tells me what part of uh Pennsylvania you lived yep, in. Nepa. Yeah. Um, I was gonna go. I was actually gonna say Rocky Balboa. Oh. Yeah. He he ended communism for us. I don't know. We still have China. We do still have China, but that's because Rocky's had uh, he fought communism so hard that he broke his brain. Fair so, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And then for most underrated, um, I have to go with Heritage's, which is because a that's an insanely deep deep cut. And what Heritage's is so you have Wawa and you've got Sheets. Which are kind of, which are not fully national, but they're let's call them like super regional um, convenience stores. You can get get your coffee, get your delicious sandwiches, uh, everything you would need to kind of start the day. Heritage's is a super super regional. Like I don't think there are any outside of South Jersey, uh, but the same concept. And I had one in my hometown. And that would be so much, that was great to go there because they won, they had a breakfast sandwich called the Hairy Egg, H-E-R-I-E-G-G. Okay, I got scared Ma- there for a second. Exactly, exactly. Um, but just a nice little egg and cheese sandwich. You have a choice of like your meat component on, an, on, on a Kaiser bun. Um, my Heritage's also had a soft serve 
connected to it. So you could either go and, and get your Coke or your, 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 your little um, sandwich, or you could go next door and you can get some delicious soft serve ice cream. And so out yeah, of those sounds really, really good. Yeah. Um, Eric Lindros being most underrated. Fuck that noise. Um, if you had put Eric Lindros in the most overrated category, uh, I'd have voted for that all day, every day. I mean, like he could have been something spectacular, but he liked to come across the neutral zone with his head down. And when you play in the East and Scott Stevens is there, he's going to end your fucking career, unfortunately. Right. So that, um, was, that was that was fucking hockey in the 90s. Sorry about it, buddy. And then also, well, you know, as a Penguins fan, I had to spend the 90s watching Mario Lemieux get fucking mugged. Um, okay, Mario. Yeah, he he got mugged. Let's. I mean, he needed, he needed a, an enforcer. He needed, he needed a Scott Stevens. Yeah, he needed somebody to say you don't touch Mr. Lemieux. You know. Um, but a lot of people touched Mr. Lemieux. That's true. So, um, and then Joel had sent the question of please compare Icho Zeki to a member of the current NJPW roster. Um, Ozeki being Sumo. I'm going to have to, I haven't, I haven't been uh, keeping up with sumo lately, but how is my boy Wakataka Kage doing? Uh, Wakataka Kage is in, I think Makushita, which is not anywhere near Makuchi. So Makuchi is your, your top division and Wakataka Kage has missed enough bass shows that he is dropped out of oh no uh, i'm I, i'm checking that just to wasn't he on sure. the verge of becoming ozeki uh he like he was ago? on the verge of becoming ozeki but he is uh not ozeki so bantake information uh but as i so that so that is where let's see here find rikishi this is riveting Rikishi name. Now I got to see if I can spell Wakataka Kage right. No, I did not spell. <laughs> no, no, here it is because he's not in, I think he's in Makushita. Yes. So going into the last bash show of the year, which they just finished up, uh, Waka Takakage was East Makushita number six. Oof. Um, so yes, uh, he is, his highest rank was Sekiwake in March. Yeah. And then he dropped to Komusubi in May, which is just one. He dropped to Magashira 12 for July, then dropped to Jurio number seven in September. Jesus. And then Makoshita number six for November. And let us see how he did. So it's a bunch of injuries. So he completely missed the May, July, and September tournaments. And Sumo, if you're missing that many tournaments, can be very brutal in terms of rankings. There's and that's no, why you see a lot of sumo that have the same injuries all year round because they never they never stop to get it you know fixed. surgery or anything like that. So yeah, and so but in November he did participate in November and he had a five and two record, so a winning record. Now I don't know at East Makoshita six if that's going to be enough for him to pop back up into say like Jurio fifteen. Um, that will be something that I might do a quick little research on when we are done and post that to Twitter. 
To answer Joel's, I would think at this point, I almost want to compare Takakesho to Great Okan. And that, and, and here's why, because for, for years now, we're like, oh, Takakesho is going to be the next Yokozuna. Takakesho is going to be Yokozuna. All he's got to do is, is just basically show up and not shit the bed, and he's going to be Yokozuna. And that same kind of fervor and desire as everybody has for Great Okan is going on a run. This is it. He's going to go on a run. And then it doesn't happen. And then we're, you know, just happy that Takakesho has stayed at um, Ozeki and not lost that position. Um, so that that would be my initial deal for Hoshoryu. I almost want to compare him to one of our our Arthur or one of our Arewa Easy Company members. Um, almost maybe Fujita, right? Okay. In that somebody that has kind of come onto the scene and not that and and Hoshoryu has already gotten one U show. Um, so I, I don't want to do a comparison in that way, but somebody that's just kind of quiet, but is still confident and gets the job done and is just very steady. Nice. I can see that. I can see that together. Yeah. And then our last, um, and then our final Ozeki is the artist formerly known as uh, Kiribayama, who is now, let me go back into the Bonzakade so I can get his right. Do, do, Makuchi. He is now called Kirishima. He just uh, finished the year with a beautiful record to win his second U show at 13 and 2, which is like one of the best records all year of anybody winning a U show and definitely out of the Ozekis. And so I think I would make a comparison. Who do I want to compare? Um, you know, this is going to be a little wild. I'm going to say Gabe Kid. Gabe Kid. And I'm okay. and, and, and here and the reason why I'm going to say Kid is that Kid is already you know Kid rebranded himself just as Kiribayama rebranded rebrands himself as Kirishima when he gets to Ozeki, and very quickly upon that rebranding already won gold that took him no time at all from when when he joined ward when they made war dogs to him getting double gold right okay okay yeah and 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 yes he he's not currently holding any gold but we all have very high expectations that he that very soon he's going to be either, you know, leader of Bullet Club, or we just see very good things for Gabe Kidd on the horizon very quickly. And it, and this is kind of the same thing with Kirishima, where basically Kirishima is going to go into the January Boss Show with the expectation on his shoulders from the Yokozuna De- Decision Council and the um, Sumo Association that he does not even have to win in January. Let me repeat that. He does not have to even win in January to come out of that basho and be crowned and to gain Yokozuna status. 
All he has to do is finish, presumably second, because they just said finish with with a with a with a good record. Um, if he's not winning it, I would say he's he's got to come in second with a very good. I think they won a twelve and three. Yeah, that and he will right. be I mean, Yokozuna. They want double digits for sure because you want double digits in three straight tournaments, right? Is how they how they look at promotion not, basically. N- well, not for Yokozuna. So that is so for to become Ozeki. What they're looking for is three tournaments in a row with double digit wins that total at least thirty three in uh, so number. Looking for eleven and four for over yeah. three tournaments. Okay, if you if you can at least manage that at the rank of Sekiwaki. You get promoted to Ozeki. Uh, to make the move from Ozeki to Yokozuna, it is traditionally winning two bashos in a row. Okay. That's how it normally goes. And even then, sometimes you got to look. They they want to they want you to pass an eye test, which is what's been happening to Takakesho, where he's been winning bashos at Ozeki, and then they're like, eh, we're not quite sure. We, we don't have a good feeling about you, so you really need to like perform. And then he doesn't, he, he cracks under the pressure and has not made that jump to Yokozuna. Uh, with Kirishima, they want either a kind of decent eye test pass or win. Like if he wins, he's in. The, no questions asked. If he does not win, um, they may settle for an 11 and 4 because they are really fucking desperate to have a somewhat even remotely healthy Yokozuna. Basically, he's getting the Kasuna Sato treatment. To where they were at the point with Kasuna Sato, where they were like, and at that point, Kasuna Sato had not even won a Yushu at Makuchi. But he was also an Ozeki during the time of Haramo Fuji, who is, I think, I think, the true sports goat. So they got they they got to the point with with Kasuna Sato where they were like, bro, just don't shit the bed. <laughs> can you can you just not shit the bed and we will give you and he just just happened to to win it, and then um, was it Haramofuji? Well, it was the same time as Haramofuji in the era Hakuho. God, um, but then Haramofuji next basho ripped Huck, just just totally fucked Kasunisato for the rest of his, his sumo career um, with a peck pull, and Ooh. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome but, to the sumo but, cast, everybody. Sumo J cast. Yeah. Um, but that's but that but that is why I'm gonna say Kirishima Gabe Kid because and that can lead us into another question directly, eh? Now that you uh, mentioned Gabe Kid, so here, yes. So what we can then do is, so then we will also, aren't we clever? Aren't we clever, clever people? We're gonna use this to transition into actual talking about block finals. So our first block final is going to be a block. That is going to be on the 6th of December at, um, I'm probably going to be butchering this name, so my apologies, Karatsu Athletic Stadium. Now, match order is not finalized as of when I looked at the website uh, just before we went on um, air for recording, but the final night has a match between TMDK and War Dogs. I think think this is going to end up being the M.E., for the night, TMDK is coming into that night at 10 points. War Dogs in the hunt at eight points. So that very much feels like a, for the marbles, who is going to be a block 
uh, winner. And remember, and a reminder, because we didn't kind of really talk about this last week, because I think we both kind of forgot how uh, World Tag League is actually shaping up this year. So we're going to have the Black Final Nights. And then on the 8th in Kagoshima at the Kirishima City Matazona Arena, the fine citizens of Kagoshima will be getting a semi-final World Tag League night where the top points of A Block will face the second points of B Block. B Block top point getter gets A Block second point getter. So that's what's going on. So TMDK War Dogs looks to very much be, um, in theory, for all the marbles for, the for A Block. Yeah, who gets into the playoffs. Um, and so the question who from Daryl Satana, all four war dogs look like stars and Finley looks like a wet diaper. What are the odds <laughs> we see a BC insurrection at Wrestle Kingdom New Year's Dash? I know Finley is Gato's boy, but a stink is rubbing off on the rest of this point. Maybe Tama may jump back to lead. Uh, and no, Ma- no, not gonna no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to switch Tama back to, to heal from face. But overall, so for me, the whole BC thing feels very, it's very curious and weird right now. If you are enough of a Shin Nihon freak to actually watch when the different Bullet Club groups come into the ring and they, they, you know, you get the Chiron with their names and then the faction that they're with, each mini faction within Bullet Club has its own logo, and that's how people are being represented. So, for an example, you get an undercard match that's got Gato. Gato's got the War Dog symbol um, when they say he's with Bullet Club. House of Torture, um, any of them are going to have the House of Torture symbol. And really, Rogue Army has Fale and Bonza have the Rogue Army symbol next to their name. And then really, at this point, it's only Ishimori and Chase that have a regular BC logo next to their names when they get introduced on TV. I'm Ishimori was also wearing a rogue army shirt the other day when, when they were tag teaming together, wasn't he? Yeah, it's so I don't, I don't know what's going on with BC. I will say that the match um, between word dogs and house of torture was probably the most BC Civil Warish things have been. It was been. so much fun. I loved that match. Like I know it was a hundred percent bullshit from here to from here to the end, but like, God, it was fun, wasn't it? That match was the physical embodiment of fuck around and find out. <laughs> because in the in, in the Undertags, House of Torture had kind of fucked around with War Dogs and. You know, then there's post-match stuff where War Dogs is like, you know, uh, we, we don't consider you part of Bullet Club. And, and we're going to show you, we thought that tonight was just going to be some fun, have a good time. But no, we're, we're going to show you something. House of Torture had some similar vibes. They come out to the ring with the war dog towels that they're using to like rub their asses, rub their feet, blow their nose into. And then it just kicked off. And there are some moments like Gabe throws evil into the barriers, which knocks over the ring announcer. And they just, it's just quick second shot of the look on evil's face where he 
looks to be questioning all of his life decisions. <laughs> what and has led sa- me here? Yes. Same thing with Yujiro. Basically, everybody from House of Torture at some point looked like they re- deeply regretted pissing off Gabe and Coughlin. Um, shout out to Gabe, who was a wild man for that fucking dive from the oh, balcony. Man. So much fun. So much fun. Because I, I and and I get you, yeah. you can't go see what goes through somebody's head when they do some shit like that. What goes through Kota Ibushi's head before he takes a fucking uh, moonsault off of a off of a balcony? What goes through Gabe Kid's head before he just cross bodies ten people off the top of a balcony? Like what goes through these idiots' heads when they jump off something for us to clap and gawk at? Because goddamn, it's awesome. And in Gabe's case, they're in the Japanese equivalent of a bingo hall. Yep. And and, and all of these venues, for the most part, have looked the same throughout World Tag League. And he's doing that in front of maybe a couple thousand people. Like that did, I mean, that did not look like there was like a ton of people in that place. Not that that, not that where they were could, could, could hold that many. And to do that kind of crazy, dive um like bravo to him because man there are a lot of cats that aren't putting in half as much work Um, well i've heard i've heard a rumor that gabe kid he don't give a fuck he's a wild man he's a madman and uh yeah he's he's gonna do whatever he gotta do so that's the rumor i've heard i don't know if it's true but it seems like it might be yeah um but to kind of tie this back to daryl's question so I think we're, we we both agree Tama is not coming back. No. I think, per, assuming that this is the main event, uh, if House of Torture does not try to cost War Dogs the match, I will be shocked. Oh, oh, that, oh, that could be terrible. Oh man, I would love nothing more than to see an absolutely wild match between the War Dogs and TMDK. Oh man, if House of Torture comes in and fucks it up, I'm going to be so angry. And that's going to, oh man, that's going to add a great match. Let's see. Let's run it back. Run it back for Russell Kingdom. Let's go. The War Dogs versus House of Torture five on five. Do it. Right. Or I guess, well, it'd be five on five with Gato, but yeah. Well, I mean, Gato came out with the fucking... Sledgehammer. Fucking real, ma- real, real mallet. Not, not, not the comedy <laughs> shit that Unfit Finley had. You know, Gate. I mean, Gato's rolling out with 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 the sledgehammer, swinging it about. Here comes, here um, comes Gato, fucking level fourteen paladin. <laughs> yeah, which is why, like at the end of that War Dogs House of Torture, I was like, mm, House of Torture's gonna fuck this up for the War Dogs. I think you, yeah, you've, you've sold me on that, but yeah, if that leads to a five on five, like, I don't know, un, some undercard somewhere on, on wrestle kingdom, or maybe like as the final, um, the final curriculum hall show before, uh, Christmas or something like that, you know, that could be, that could be something really fun. I would love to see that. Let's run it back. Fuck it. Let's go. What's, what's Maloney doing? Get back to Japan, bro. Yeah. Um, so that, so that, and then in terms of what's happening to Finley, I don't think, I don't think Finley's going anywhere. Nope. Um, cause here's, a, here, here's a thing, kids. When one of the presumed bookers is escorting you to the ring, 
only good things are going to happen for you career wise. You're the good guy. You're the big new guy. Here's the here's a here's a secret, boys uh, and girls. Uh, Finley's winning that fucking belt on January fourth. Run oh, yeah. from it, dread it, but accept it. It's coming. Finley's going to be the new not intercontinental champion or whatever it is. And um, you're going to have to learn to love it because he's the only one that's an actual contracted new Japan pro wrestling employee. And if they are, um, if they're getting rid of another belt, the strong title, which we can talk about that if we, if we need to again, but if they're getting rid of that belt, something's got to replace it. And they're going to replace it with a dude who's not on AEW television. They're going to replace it with a dude who works for them because so help me. I will not take another six months of where is this fucking belt? Not when, when Moxley had it, it was gone for a year and a half. Albeit that was because of the world shutting down a once in a, once in a hundred years world shutting down novel coronavirus. Uh, also when Kenny had it, where did it fucking go? Six months it was gone. He defended it, what, once on AEW television? No, thanks. No more of this. No more of this. I'm going to be, I hate it that I'm going to be pulling for Fit Finley, for, sorry, Fit Finley, for David Finley on January 4th. I fucking hate it, but I'm gonna, because fuck that, dude. I cannot take another six months of our, our brand new, hopefully beautiful belt fucking just fucking off for a half a year. No, sir. Not, not, not to go sit on Tony Khan's fucking mantelpiece. No fucking way. Hopefully. <laughs> I, no, because, no, I mean, it, it, it should end up on Finley for all the reasons you just enumerated. I would also not be shocked if that belt ends up on Osprey. Oh. I, 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 right? It's just. If it, especially if they think that they're going to have access to Osprey more than just at Forbidden Door and Wrestle maybe Kingdom. like right, um, he might be back for the G one. Although he probably won't. I th- we are, we're probably done seeing Osprey in the G one. Oh yeah, like he's. Yeah. I mean, if they're paying him, you know, seven figures out the door, they're they're definitely not bringing him in, letting him be off TV for a month. No. Fuck that. No. Dude. I, I'm not taking this. I'm not taking this. It can't be. It can't be on Osprey. It can't be on Mox. It has to go on Finley. We have to establish Finley as this leader. And then maybe we can establish Finley as not a, uh, you know, a lackluster, you know, Jay White, you know, because like Finley had so he had so much when he was sending Jay White out and he was doing this rebel thing before he joined. Uh, before he joined the bullet club, like officially I was digging it. I was digging it. And then he joined Jay or he joined the bullet club and just turned into Jay white. That was so upsetting, man. Be David Finley, right? Be the rebel. Yes. Be this cool fucking uh, bring gold or bring bodies. I love that shit, but man, you are not Jay white. You don't wrestle like Jay white. You never have. You don't have Jay White's air, his aura. Aura is a thing I see tossed around a lot on Twitter for the IWC. You don't have Jay White's aura. You have a different aura. You have a different presentation. Please fucking discover who David Finley is. Grab that fucking belt 
and let's actually make bullet club a, a name again. Cause right now nobody gives a shit. Nobody make gives bu- a shit. Make bullet club great again. Make bullet club great again. Umbaka. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I've got, I got nothing else um, for that. Um, but, but we're looking at a, a ME of team DK war dogs. I think team DK is going to win it. Now. I don't know if war dogs is going to lose via house of torture bullshit, or they're just going to lose for, for the reason. A lot of times that I see that they end up kind of losing matches, at least kind of within universe is because they're just so they're on the wrong side of uncontrolled chaos that they just they just extend themselves just that little too much and it allows their opponents to win where if they would just temper that just a smidge and rein that back in especially in the in the case of Gabe like during the G1 it's like oh well you could have won some of those matches if you hadn't gassed yourself just starting out the match um tossing dudes left and right into chairs and just exerting that chaos at which is in Japan at the right time. But that chaos is what sells us on Gabe Kid. You know, oh, him, yeah. him screaming that he's going to run up in your in your grandma's retirement home and knock her out of her wheelchair while he's throwing you into into the crowd and stuff like that. That's the shit I feed on. That's the Gabe Kid I want. That's the that's the madman. I don't give a shit if he wins or loses. That's my fucking dog for real. And I think that is why you're, uh, our fucking dogs for real may not get out of the blocks. Um, yep, yep, yep. I think I think we would both agree that if we had to give like out a letter grade for war dogs, maybe like a B plus A minus. I'm in there. I I would say maybe just a uh, yeah. Let's go with A minus. Um, they if they if they do end up winning, big if if they can beat TMDK and like go on to claim the block that would be something else man but i think um you know we could we could see we could see a lot of it because if we're doing if we're doing the playoffs where a1 faces b2 and and a2 faces b1 or whatever we could have a a rematch between the war dogs and tmdk at some point and then and then we could have house of torture ruin it like there's so many different ways that we could work this and get a great bullet club civil war light sort of um sort of match out of it and fully split house of torture off maybe i don't know it it seems like its own thing it's it's growing at its own pace now um and the matches are so much fun so i would love to see that on a big stage that way you could still have tmdk win you could have war dogs get a big match win over tmdk that would also be cool uh I, I I don't want either to lose, but I want them both to win. Yeah, because we're looking at so let's say War Dogs wins on the six, then uh, it's it's they're at t- they're at ten points each, and they have the tiebreaker over Team DK, which I and them presuming would make a dogs War Dogs a one, Team DK a two. Yeah, um, which that that would be. That is how I would do it, but I don't – sometimes I just don't trust this company. Well, I mean, they're going to try and do anything they can to 
shock the audience, right? Like they, they sometimes forego logical booking to shock, not as much as some Western companies, but you know, it's been known to happen. Yeah. Um, TMDK, my opinion has not changed. I still think that they're going to spoiler win, um, world tag league overall. They I just still have that vibe it. about them. They're, I mean, they're, they've got the most points at 10 coming into the final nights of any teams in either of two blocks. They've just been killing it. And they, we keep getting reminded on English commentary when we have it huh. that they're the best tag team right now to have never won the belts. I think it's time. I would there it's a toss up between them Monster Sauce and Kiyomi and Owa for me for like MVP of the tournament. Man, there's so many good ones though. Like they've they've been great. TMDK A+, uh I think they've been exciting as hell. Um they've shown why they're one of the best tag teams on the planet right now. I think maybe the reason I'm I'm not as excited for them to win is because I feel like that's that's what's coming and I'm interested in everything else that's building around it. Like I've already kind of accepted that TMDK is going to win this and get a a great shot at the tag team titles at Wrestle Kingdom and maybe finally get their get their hands on that gold that they've they've uh, coveted for so long. But that's such a foregone conclusion in my mind that I think I'm more excited about things building around it. Fair. Um, I've also, I've also seen a greatness, you know, expected greatness. I've, I've, there is a, I've also seen a lot of people kind of complaining about how it's not a a potential wrestle kingdom matchup between DMTK and Bishamon is not sexy because we've seen it before and we've seen it a lot lately. And the lack of excitement over seeing that match again. Um, And for me, I have no problem seeing that match again, mainly because I think that's a perfect match for Wrestle Kingdom. We know that this company, they've got the tag belts, but they don't always remember that they have the tag belts or really love booking the tag division in, yep. in a long-term exciting way. We we had dangerous techers and golden ace and then dangerous techers and God during the pandemic and, and, and Tai Chi and uh, Zach were almost putting the promotion on their backs, but that was more out of necessity than desire. Right. I don't think any, we get any of that stuff if the world's not shut down. And so I'm only anticipating that the tag matches will be kind of middle of the card at Wrestle Kingdom. At best, they're going to get 15 minutes. And I don't mind seeing TMDK and Bishamon in a nice 15-minute sprint. Yeah. I mean, if they if if they can avoid going like 30 minutes, if they can keep it down to maybe 15 minutes, yeah, let's go. I mean, I love I love Bishamon as far as like I think they're great champions. Um, they put on entertaining matches when they have to. They do some things that really rub me the wrong way. That sort of drum circle thing they do, God, it looks stupid every time. But 
Um, I can't, I, I can't say that they're bad champions. I can't say that they've had a bad reign. Uh, I, I just say it's probably just time for them to be done and let's put the belts on a, on a tag team. And, Oh, I don't know what they would do afterwards. I'm not sure where Bishamon would go. That's not up to me to decide. So I don't really care. Um, let's, let's put Yoshihashi in the never division. Why not? Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, let's, let's put the belts on TMDK at wrestle kingdom. Let's fucking go. All right. Do it cowards. <laughs> um, so follow what I think is going to be the semi-main. We have the chaos team of Toro Yano and Ishii at eight points against um, United Empire's Holy Seaman Army, Great Okan and Hanade at six points. I, I don't want to have a three-way tie for 10 points. Yeah, no, that's too I, ugly. I, it's, it's too ugly. It's and, and every time we, we kind of gas ourselves up in any of these round robin tournaments, whether it's G1 or Super Junior Tag League or World Tag League, we, we one of the blocks inevitably has one of these, oh, if this then triple fizz bend, we could have this whiz bang thing that then if this thing had happened and that thing and boom, ba boom, ba boom, and then this is how you end up with your your top who who top two goes through. We get all excited because we love chaos. Um, who are in Japan, and then ultimately, when the when the night actually happens, it all kind of goes to chalk, and you don't get that crazy scenario that's been hanging like a sword of Damocles over the tournament. So I don't I don't think we're going to end up with a three way tie for ten at ten points. Now watch watch them decide to not be cowards for once and prove <laughs> me wrong. Because let's be honest, they kind of proved us wrong on how we thought A block was going to go. I mean, we both. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think either of us thought that Yano and Ishii would be in the hunt on the last night. No, definitely not. Oh, I, what I'm hoping this is setting up is to have a meaningful match between these two teams, which will then lead into. One of Hinari or Great Okan pinning Ishii and setting up for maybe one of those road to uh, Wrestle Kingdom matches in, at Corrigan, a six-man match between with Ishii, Okada, Tanahashi versus some amalgamation of United Empire, somebody with um, maybe even Callum. That, that might be a fun little trios match. Of of Callum with um, Hinari and Great Okan, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate that. I think having having Callum come out with them all tournament long has been great. Getting his face on there, and then you know what? Yeah, let's let's see him in the ring with uh, not just Ishii, but also Tanahashi and, and Okada. Let's see what let's see what he's learned so far. Let's uh, let's let's let uh, him show where where his signpost is. Let's let's put his. Uh, put his flag somewhere and find out exactly what he can do against greatness. Like this is, this is, I was, um, I was watching some old episodes of, um, Noah, uh, Noah wrestling back when, back when he had, um, Morishima and he had Morishima versus like, um, when he was not a young lion, it's not a young lion in Noah, it's Morishima versus, uh, 
Kenta Kobashi, Morishima versus Misawa and, and Segura and like seeing like where he is amongst all these great wrestlers. And it was really cool. So let's, let's do that for Callum. Let's put Callum in the ring with some of these biggest names ever and see what he's got. I so want to say something about Noah at the moment, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, oh, but chaos, I mean, our chaos team coming in at eight points grade wise, I kind of want to give them like either a B minus or a flat B at times. They've been an interesting team when it's been less Yano haha bullshit kind of stuff. Um, and Yano's been more of that, that shooter serious. Then that team's been kind of interesting to me and and but on the flip side i'm again i'm just why 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 and and we'll get to this i'm sure in a moment or two um why out of some other teams they are the ones that get get to go into the final nights still with something to play for and i'm hoping that it's more mainly because we still have to set up some stuff for Wrestle Kingdom, maybe a couple things for New Year's Dash, for the Corkins leading into Wrestle Kingdom. So I'm hoping this is one of those types of matches where it's just to put the fear of this triple Fizzbin, oh my God, whiz bang scenario into play. And in reality, it's just setting up a, setting up a six-man tag to give some people to do something to do in the lead up to Wrestle Kingdom. I'm into it. Um Right. And with Holy Seaman Army, yeah, a B. They've they've been interesting at times. Other times uh, for me, it's it's just a reminder of why they're always, you know, the you know, not even a bridesmaids, like maybe the flower girls <laughs> uh, or flower boys or ring bears, right? It's but just not where you know, we want more but our expectations, our hopes never seem to be in line with, with reality when it comes to like Okan and Hanare. I, it's funny because when Okan was tag team champions with Cobb, like we were like, oh, that's great. But Okan deserves better. And now it's like, gee, I really wish Okan would be tag team champion again. <laughs> like something. Um, we, we just we always want more for him. Uh, and And I would like to see. I would like to see Hanare finally get himself some gold. Let's, I mean, he's, I, no one earns anything, but he's proven that he's got a connection with the crowds. Like he's proven that he's got a connection with this company. He's proven that he's got what it takes in the ring. Like a lot of people, you know, can kind of, uh, poo poo his outside the ring stuff and they don't like how he lives his life or whatever. I don't give a shit about any of that right now. He's not hurting anybody. the, the thing is the dude is a flat out murder uh, murderer when it comes to in ring stuff. Like he's so much fun to watch in the ring. And that is really getting, getting him in touch with the Japanese audience. It's gotten him in touch with at least a little bit of the Western audience. And um, if they're trying to continue to expand into Australia, New Zealand, things like that, they could do a lot worse than belting up uh Hanare. I think that would be a lot of fun. So Let's get let's get Okan back in the in the W column. Let's get Hinare some some gold. Fuck it, man. Let's go. Speaking of 
Hanari and his outside of the ring activities. We all know that Hanari is an is an author of books for for manhood alpha males, right? Yep. You know who could probably use one a copy of his book right now? <laughs> oh, gee, you know, I I would like to answer that question, but I can't see through all the tears. Um, uh, so uh, as some of you hopefully will have picked up, we are now transitioning to what, um, uh, I, I think will be not curtain jerking, but one above, you know, the match, uh, on final night, which is, um, Shota Umino and Ren Narita against House of Torture. Shota and Ren have six points. House of Torture has four points. And... Um, there's a lot happening here. <laughs> the The main thing, um, the broader, less kind of funny, haha, but needs we we need to have a discussion, is the fact that going into, uh, I think if you asked most people and said, "Hey, do you think that shooter roughneck style, whatever the hell they were calling their." Their, their dating simulator. <laughs> if you thought if you thought Umino and Narita were going to be in play on the final block night, let alone where they would be like semi finals finals, I think most people would have told you that they're going to be in play on some level. I know a lot of people just were like hoping, coping, praying um, that Umino and Narita were actually going to win World Tag League. I thought they were. I mean, I, I went off on it. In the last episode, I thought they were going to win the whole thing. And instead, here we are on what's going to be the final block night. And they there is no way they can factor in, in into the final decision. They themselves are not in play. And I don't see a scenario where even if... Like, they don't factor at all. Them beating House of Torture doesn't somehow factor in some weird strength of schedule thing. Like there's nothing going on here. This is not even a case of house of torture spoiling anything. And it's it's completely devoid of meaning. Absolutely. and And it rolls back into this constant theme of discourse of what are we doing with all these young guys that at the beginning of the year, we labeled as the Rewa three musketeers and here we are on tag league, and none of these guys, none of your, none of your three musketeers, are have any sort of factor play into the finals. And then here's Heatstorm, Evil Knievel cosplayer, Yuya Emra, who actually will, who actually does have a play, right? I, I don't know if that means anything. And we'll talk about you know just two guys when we talk about B block. I I don't know. You know, I could I could cope and go. Well, yes, it does mean something. It means in in try to create a story. But as we talked about last week, I don't trust this company enough to tell a a long term sleeper type of story like that right now. I think that's completely fair. Like with with these guys, maybe they're maybe they're trying to do something. Like, uh, so shooter is learning under the tree of John Moxley, right? 
and Moxley has shown a lot of emotion in the ring and things like that. And it's gotten him on side with a lot of fans. Like they've seen his, uh, his ability to get over with the fans because you, you always know where his head's at, you know, you know how, um, how he wears his, his heart on his sleeve and Eddie Kingston specifically, uh, you know, who's, I guess like a, not a stepdad, but maybe like a, the funkle, he's the fun uncle that comes over. Um, he and shooter, uh, you know, he could be learning from, from Eddie Kingston as well. Like when you, when you have these, uh, emotional moments and show the fans your heart, when you show the fans, your emotions, maybe it helps you get over, but it's like Eddie Kingston was, you know, crying cause he almost killed himself at one point. And now he gets to battle to be the ROH champion. Like he's not crying cause he lost on night six of the world tag league. You know, it's, there's, there's a disconnect there. Um, I just think it's maybe he's doing it a little, he's doing it a little backwards. Um, he's, if he was, if he was having a breakdown after the loss to Will Ospreay, like you and I have said off off air, if he had had this breakdown after the loss to Will Ospreay, you know, maybe that would that would un, be understandable. We could say, like, I've tried three times to beat this guy on various big stages and I just can't do it. Um, That would seem like it would be something that would be more emotional for him than just uh, me and my friend Shooter. Uh, we're not going to win the tag belts like this. <laughs> This isn't even a like a uh it's not a singles belt. It's not a very highly ranked belt in the the tiers of New Japan belts. Like the World Tag League, like there's a reason Joel and Damon take the month off during the World Tag Leagues cuz like no one gives a fuck, dude. There's a reason why you're playing like these these community um community gymnasium centers in the middle of nowhere during the World Tag League because no one gives a fuck dude, calm down. It's cool. And having feelings as, as a man is very, very valid. Your feelings matter. Your feelings are, uh, I want to say understandable, but they're not. I get it. I get it, man. I struggle with depression and things like that. I have, I have brain medicine that I have to take every day so that I don't have a breakdown when I'm at work, but like, it's just world tag league, man. Like, I feel, I feel bad for the kid, you know, maybe, maybe this is not kayfabe. Maybe this is like him having an actual breakdown, which would be absolutely horrible. But like, it seemed like it wasn't, it seemed like a work. If it is a work, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to ingratiate you to the fans at all. If it's not a work. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you get all the help that you need. And I hope that people have reached out to you and, you know, you can, um, find yourself in a better place. That being said, bro, <laughs> if instantly you had to have known that was going to turn into a meme. You had to know that was going to turn into a meme. The second you hit send fucking there's, there's an undo delete post button for a reason shooter. That's why, that's why I think it was probably kayfabe because like somebody would have been like, Hey bro, are you okay? Take that down. That happened. Oh, 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 I, I have no doubt that this was a, was a work 
And I just, here, here's my thing on Shooter overall in that, and, and this is a, I want to have a discussion about his gimmick. And to me, his, to me, this feels like somebody that does not know what they want to be when they grow up. <laughs> he, okay. Because he, 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 he's, he's, he's a patchwork quilt, right? So he's got these things from Moxley, including his, his Linus, um, security blankie in the form of the jacket from Moxley. Yep. And he, and he's got Moxley's death, you know, death rider finisher. But he also wears the sorted colors for his um, gear that you would see in the mall in the 1980s on a T-shirt kiosk. Well, right. a lot of the young he's guys got, coming up are wearing pants like that. Like Kiyomiya is wearing pants like that. Fucking right, but 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 right, but here, but so so you've you you've got that supposed learning tree toughness from Moxley, right? And Mox coming down to ringside in that match against Osprey and going, don't you fucking quit. Don't you fucking quit. And him trying to channel that, that toughness of Moxley and he carries the jacket around. But then you've got the visual aesthetics of a Tanahashi. And, but also at times he looks like a dude that if you told me he sang the theme song for Gavin, I'd have fucking believe you. <laughs> Yes, because Space he looked, Sheriff Gavin reference. Yeah, be, because he looks like a dude that sings tokusatsu themes from the seventies and eighties. Put him in Jam Project. Tell me I'm wrong. He would fit in visually perfectly there. And he and when he comes into the ring and he's kissing babies and shaking hands just like Tanahashi would do. And he and he and he stands up at the top of the rope and he kind of shows his titties like Tanahashi does. Right. He kind of kind of adjusts his jackets, make sure that you see he's got some titties and then he he does his deal. He's got the hair like Naito, um, which of anything you're going to take from Naito, bad hair is not the thing I would take from Naito. <laughs> right. And and he's got that murder Ibu aspect where that sequence with Osprey, that is pretty much Obushi Nakamura, Wrestle Kingdom nine. Yeah. Um, a D- little Demon bit Shooter of a was cool uh, as fuck, though. Demon Shooter is cool as fuck, right? But he's he's and he just keeps he's 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 the amazing Technicolor dream coat. And he's taking all these things and now he's now he's taking the the emotional aspect of Tanahashi and I saw people going on Twitter, well, you know, it, it's okay that Shooter cried because Tanahashi cries. And if it's good enough for Tanahashi, it should be good enough for Shooter. And the crying in and of itself, I don't have a problem with. What I have a problem with on any level is the fact that Tanahashi does not post pictures of himself crying. All the photos online that we see of Tanahashi, cry- Tanahashi crying is screenshots that the rest of us have taken. And they were like, oh, it's a Monday. Tanahashi cried, <laughs> right? Where Shooter instead takes Soy Jack. I don't know what that is. All the kids are saying it. Uh, this 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 amazing ugly cry photo that makes me think that Ren broke up with him and it's taking somebody else to the prom. <laughs> and it almost feels like he should have entered his balloon Okada phase already. Because, you know, yeah, even Okada cried, but Okada had to lose Wrestle Kingdom to cry. Yeah. And these, they... The greats 
pick their moments to cry. Yes, Tanahashi is tends to be a little more emotional, and so can can sometimes maybe cry in situations that you'd be like, really, Tanahashi is crying here, but he still, for the most part, picks his moments. Okada picks his moments. Um, I'm assuming Naito cried. I, I'm assuming he has functioning tear ducts in his one functioning eye. <laughs> um, right, but you get but. This, it, so my problem with Umino is ultimately that he's got all these bits and pieces from all these great wrestlers, but I'm not quite sure what is Umino and not him play acting as somebody else. I mean, he just took Will Ospreay's um, setup finisher. Yeah, the, right? the hidden he, blade. Yeah, Hidden blade is now the blaze blade. He's got Moxley's death rider. Um, the only signature move of his that I would say is his own is that nasty outside to how uh, leading to the outside of the ring draping DDT. Oh yeah. I, I don't know what he calls it. The, but, uh, also the ignition, that other, uh, spinning neck breaker that he does. Right. Um, that's it. But all his other moves that we associate with them, he's taken from other people. Yep. And at the, I, I, and, and again, in, in a cope, hope th- vein, I, I hope this is actually part of a story of Umino is, is, is almost there, right? He keeps getting these shots. He's keep, he has kept managing to get these shots at Osprey. And he almost got a chance to go to the finals of World Tag League, but that ultimately he's not going to get over that hump until he finds himself. And we get the authentic shooter, not shooter play acting as about seven different wrestlers, depending on what point in the match we're in. He does seem a lot like, uh, so on the original, like SmackDown games, the creator wrestlers were really like, it was like the head from this wrestler, the body from this wrestler and the legs from this wrestler. And it's like, that's what shooter is. He's a hundred percent, just 33% this guy, 33% this guy, 33% this guy. It's, it's exactly. Just, it's sad. I I agree with you. I think I would rather have a patchwork, uh, a patchwork of shooter than a direct control C copy paste uh, Ren Narita Katsuyori Shibata. That's fair. That's fair. And and speaking of Shibata, since you've brought this up, um. We uh, we know there's a couple of little pieces of news. We're co- we're gonna we're gonna kind of get to those as we get through things. But one of the things is that we know that Shibata uh, left the United States to go back to Japan. We do not know for what reason, but we know that it's a little bit sooner than what he and Inoki cosplayer wanted. And so Shibata is not back in Japan. And there is an interview where apparently he told Tenru that if he hadn't gotten injured against Okada, he would have apparently quit New Japan again. Wow. Which is wild. Okay. Um, and, and, and so we just, uh, it, it's one of the things to kind of think of the, the, the sliding doors or the butterfly effect of what, then, then, then what, what ends up being history if that doesn't happen, right? You know, do we get LA Dojo? Do we get Ren Narita? What do we, what do we get? What do we not get? Um, do we get a, 
Shibata that just kind of fades off into the sunset? Does he end up in, you know, end up in Noah or all Japan? Or um, I don't see any references to if, if he mentioned what his plans would have been at that point in, in any different timeline, but there is apparently a timeline that exists where if he, you know, had not suffered that injury, he'd have left new Japan. And that's unfortunate because, man, he was one of the more exciting wrestlers in the world at that point. So that really sucks. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. But um, I, I think had he's not taken, had he not had that injury, had he not taken that shoot headbutt, then, um, you know, what if that swinging doors moment, what if he had injured Okada at that point? What if it was Okada that had to have his brain pulled out and uh, dusted off and replaced? Like, oh, yeah. Then, there's I a mean, swinging doors moment right there. Ooh, yeah. There's a few swinging doors in the in the recent history of New Japan. That is definitely one of them. Um, I, I would say that within the Shibata swinging door, we don't get the copy-paste Shibata in Ren. Nope. You know... You don't get a you don't get an absolute killer out of uh, Gabe Kidd either because that was right. That was Shibata. That was Shibata's doing. So I don't know. But I'm, I would. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad he didn't quit. I'm glad he decided to train this up and coming class. I don't know what he's doing right now, and I hope he's okay. Uh, but man, that that fucking sucks. What a bummer. Yeah. Um, and then. It, and the bummer that is this tag team. So we're back to what do these guys do? I know some people in that, you know, you start kind of fantasy booking and dreaming because the reality is so hard to kind of wrap your head around that these guys are not factoring into World Tag League. You know, so now we're back to this idea that none of these guys have anything for Wrestle Kingdom. And are they going to be like, you know, in, in the cute little short outfits at Tokyo Dome serving beer? Are they going to be in the Rambo? Are we getting special singles matches? Are we getting getting special tag matches? Do we get Ren and Umino breaking up? Because they're against House of Torture. And I one of the... This is going to be very weird to say, but one of the beauties of House of Torture is that no matter where they're placed on the card on a final night, they have been structured in such a way that you've always got to look at their match with one eye because there's a chance that there's something long-term repercussion that may sort of kind of happen. You know, we always sit here going, whenever we look at these, it's like even going, even before um, last night when Umino and Arita got knocked out, I remember we sat together um, last week and looked at this match going, oh, this could this this is setting up for like House of Torture being spoilers. And yeah. now I look at it and wonder if it's setting up for maybe and, and I'm not the and I've I have i have seen this mentioned on, on this on the Super J Cast Discord. So I'm just gonna throw this out here and I wanna get your two cents. What would you think of this match ending with Narita turn, joining House of Torture. I was waiting for for you to suggest that. I thought you might actually suggest that uh, it was Shooter that joins the House of Torture and forgoes all of that stuff that he's that he's learned. Um, like has an emotional break and becomes the uh, 
the, the a, a bad guy for a while. I I don't know. Um, I don't necessarily think that he has to join House of Torture to um to complete the heel turn. I think if they get beat on the final night, like if uh if Shooter gets pinned through some sort of ways and means House of Torture Lee, then uh they're in the they're in the ring afterwards and you know they do the the normal like oh it's okay hug 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 you turn your back and ren smacks you over the head that could just set up a match for wrestle kingdom right there he doesn't have to join house of torture i'd prefer that he didn't but um yeah i mean like either way like you can you can feel something might be coming from this something might be coming something good could be coming from it and that's me huffing copium like fucking blue velvet dennis hopper yeah, like, ooh, I'm slutty. Ooh, I'm slutty. Like, fucking, I gotta huff that copium. Because, Jesus Christ, there's gotta be something from here. S- slutty for Ren and House of Torture. <laughs> welcome welcome to 2023. This is where New Japan's booking has driven us to. Oh. I, right, yeah, you, you, you would hope that the tears of Shoda lead, lead to something besides memeing. Um... People were like tweeting Nagata going, what What do you think of this? Can't you kind of like man him up? And, you know, Shota being Shota is fighting all the randos on Twitter, ex- you know, explaining. But I guess he's okay now because ELP and Hikuleo um, bought him a monster energy drink. And, they and now him. he's got his smile back. They had a tickle fight. Right. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't, uh, I just, yeah, the hope is that, well then, and then that would ultimately just be, if, if, if Ren did join House of Torture, that's just another copy pot, the, the, the reverse of copy pasta Shibata. Then he's like copy pasta Kenta. Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, I really like like, it. I I like that, that turn though. I thought that was great. So. Oh, the Kenta. Yeah. The Kenta turn was great. I just, like I wouldn't be shocked if there's something that happens between Narita and Umino to set up a Wrestle Kingdom match. I just, in that case, I would have wished we had done something a little more creative than go through uh, the majority of this tournament where they're on a dating simulator and then they break up. Right. I just, it just, there's so many other ways we could have gotten to that match that I think would have been more interesting. And then, oh, by the way, then maybe instead of them in World Tag League, we have some of these teams that we had talked about last week, like a Fred, Fred Rosser or a Tom Lawler that take their place and get something more out of it long term. Yeah, but with Fred Rosser and Tom Lawler, like those aren't dudes who are in Japan 24. 24- 24 seven. That's, that's what they're looking for. They're looking to give their dudes in Japan stuff to do 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, they're- not, not, neither is Gates of Agony. Not, neither is, neither is the team from CMLL. Nagata and Suzuki. Yeah. They're, they're in Japan, but they're not, I mean, Suzuki's not even on the roster. He's a, he's a freelancer. And Nagata, his 2023, he did more in all Japan and I don't mind, and we'll get to Gates of Agony in a second. I didn't mind Gates of Agony, but if you gave me a choice between Gates of Agony and Fred Rosser and Tom Lawler, I'd take Fred Rosser and Tom Lawler. Absolutely. 
right? I, I, and that's all. I mean, and it's World Tag League. And I understand you got to have some guys on the card to actually give the people a reason to come to these shows. Not that side note. I understand why. I, I don't understand why some of these people came to came to these shows because this is some of like collectively some of the worst fucking crowds I've seen. Oh my god! How about it? There's like fuck twenty fucking twenty still. There was one match where I swear to God, if you would just show that to me in a vacuum, I'd have said that was from twenty twenty. Absolutely, absolutely, it is so sad to watch sometimes. And, and what, and what I don't understand, and I think, I think this is across the board. I don't think it's just an issue with like the domestic audience, because now. Two times now, we've we've been recording for World Tag League. We've put out calls for questions. And out of the questions that we have gotten, only one, one has actually been World Tag League related in its entirety. And what I would love to know, and I don't, and this is where maybe Joel and Damien can talk to to some of the to the people like Manabu and Frazier that are on the ground in Japan and, and go to a lot of shows and be like, Hey, why do you think the crowds for World Tag League domestically have been the way that they've been? Is it just, is it, is, is it just a thing? Right? Is it? <sighs> I, think, I think it's seriously they, they, that they're, they're, they're playing, they're playing places that you don't play. Uh, like you're not going to send Okada out into the boonies to wrestle. You know, you're you're not going to send Tanahashi out into the boonies to wrestle for these guys. Um, you did. They did last year. I mean, for two years we had we had Team Bebop because they had to find a way to get Yana uh, because you know because they to get Tanahashi on the card to get asses and seats. Naito did a World Tag League run to get asses into seats. So they've 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 put some of their top upper tier guys. They don't run these areas a lot, so. On the one hand, you would think that people would be excited and, and come out and come out in droves and show their excitement because New Japan does not run this area, that area of the country, all that often. Like the semifinals are going to be in Kagoshima, and they normally only, if you look on Cage Match, Kagoshima doesn't get a lot of wrestling to begin with, and New Japan at best runs them two times a year. Um, but you can, t- but when you watch a show in Kagoshima, whether it's New Japan, I think maybe maybe Dragon Gate runs in there, um, like that. That's kind of a hot wrestling city. Now a lot of that is is because of their favorite son Tiger Mask W, but that's it's <laughs> still like like you can watch a show in Kagoshima and you sit there and go, man, if there was some promotion that would run more often in that city, they would probably like kind of kill it. Because these people seem to really be into wrestling and, and really enjoy it and be very, and be an active audience, hmm. where some of these audiences that we've seen, man, they're just sitting on their fucking hands. They really are. But then I, but then again, we don't get many questions about World Tag League. I've not seen a lot of the usual suspects that for any of the other um, New Japan shows and tours are normally tweeting and talking about them, like Chris Samsa. Uh, I mean, I'm sure a, a big part of it is that he's biz, super busy um, getting stats for Kevin Kelly and for like in trying to teach the AEW fan base how 
round robin tournaments work? They, they look at that shit like fucking tits on a board, don't they? They're just like, what the fuck is this? Uh, so so he's so he's teaching the unwashed mass masses, but I've not really seen him tweet about World Tag League. Um, obviously, and we can talk about this in, in in a few minutes. You know, New Japan World is being very slow in getting the the English commentary that Walker Stewart is doing uploaded. Uh, Walker Walker has talked about how he's he's done a bunch of episodes, he's done a bunch of the shows, and they're just not getting up there. And, and so ultimately what I would love to know is, is this malaise re- around World Tag League right now? Just typical, oh, it's World Tag League. Uh, I'm going to take the time off. Uh, I don't take it seriously. The company doesn't take it too seriously. So why should I as a glorified house show? All the usual reasoning. Or is it more ultimately emblematic of what how people feel about the company right now? And that I, I don't know what's going on. I'm not I'm not feeling the company. So I'm going to take at, at best I'm going to take a little time off and try to regain my love for this company in time for Wrestle Kingdom. And I think that's that's exactly what it, what it is. This is the time of year. Okay, it's December, so everyone in the West is like Christmas shopping or working extra hours in retail, shit like that. No one really gives a shit. Like New Japan isn't known for its tag division, right? Ever. Um, this this is just a thing that it's 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 generally accepted. December is the slow time for New Japan. There's two generally accepted slow times. There's December for World Tag League, and the time after G1, but before like you know Super Juniors takes over and stuff like that. So there's slow times. Twice a year, they're the same times every year. Like we said, there's a reason Joel and Damon take the take the entire month off. I just I don't I don't blame people for not being um, not being amped about it. I don't blame people for not talking about it. But I don't blame people for skipping over the matches they don't want to see. You know, if it's night eight of the World Tag League and you're like, I don't really want to watch Gotohashi versus you know whoever i i don't give i don't give a shit about this like that's fine don't you know if you're a shin nihon freak and you're watching every fucking undercard and things like that good for you man that's fucking awesome i can tell you i didn't watch most of the undercards i watched the young lion matches i watched the undercard matches that i wanted to see like with uh like oiwa and uh kiyomiya or the ones with monster sauce and things like that I watched a couple of those, but for the most part, I just kept it to the World Tag League matches for this very podcast uh, and for my own, the Okada Shorts podcast, available from the Countout Podcasting Network. Drink. Um, if if you didn't, if you aren't digging it, don't. Just don't. Keep that burnout, man. Keep that burnout far, far away. If you aren't digging it, don't fucking watch it. But like, if you want to be a young go hard and you want to watch every fucking match, every moment, go for it, dude. Dis- discover your own happiness within this. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably are at least a little bit interested in what's going on. And you want to talk to, talk to some people on Twitter or Reddit or, um, you know, discover what the voices in the community are saying. That's awesome. And I appreciate that. So you should go listen to the world, uh, to the, uh, Okada shorts podcast drink. And, um, thank you for that. But, if you don't give a shit, I completely understand. Oh my God. I get it. No, I, I, I like for the people at home and 
I get it. It's it's just more mind boggling for the people that are Pay paying money, money <laughs> to sit there and they don't look like they're having a good time. And and they're sitting on their hands and they're like as much as people don't want to think of a world where ELP is going to get a push, um, about one of the only few constants was that these audiences, no matter what city they were in, like ELP and Hikileo. Yeah. I saw a lot of Gorillas of Destiny's t-shirts, uh, a lot of uh, fan-made signs, but you know, Hikileo's doing the heart, the, the little hand heart signal back to these ladies with little Hikileo fans. And they're all about, they're about to like fall out of their seats like ladies that just got to touch Elvis. <laughs> right. And, and even ELP, ELP's like kissing fans and the hand fans, not, not the human fans. Um, and, and like people are just freaking out in a good way. And, but outside of that, and maybe like monster sauce, I don't see how many. I, I, I'm I'm struggling to see where people overall, you know, what got people excited. Um, and then, oh, I just saw because shooter can't stay the fuck off of Twitter. <laughs> um, the uh, ELP and Hikuleo also took him out for hamburgers. Aww. And fries. Aww. So there's 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 a shot he just posted to Twitter not too long ago, or at least um, it just came across my Jcast feed of them all posing together at a burger joint, and they all look happy and and sh- and there's a smile back on Shooter's face. Sh- Shooter is like a child in Common Rider, where <laughs> where where. It, 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 it's all going to end well because somebody put the somebody fought hard enough to put the smile back on his face. ELP is common rider. He is. He's got he, great he, kicks. And 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 he and he put the smile on Shooter's face. I love it. I'm into this. Can we get somebody to draw this? Draw ELP as common rider. Please, please. <laughs> I'm thinking common. I, I maybe maybe as V three. Uh so if I had to see ELP as any sort of. Maybe oh, I think maybe right? Ghost. I'd I'd like to see ELP as Ghost. He's got uh, who's maybe, blue? Wizard. Which, which common writer? Oh, Wizard would be a good one. Which which Wizard? Which ones are blue? I think, I think he could rock that coat. Lots of ELP wears lots wizard, of blue wizard. now. Um. Well, I mean, Gotchard is the most recent one. Is the current one? Mm-hmm. Oh, what so, about um? Who was the video game one? Uh, that was a nurse. X Aid. X Aid. X Aid. X-Aid. He could be X-Aid. I, I would be right with him as X-Aid. Um, okay, let's let's yeah. actually use that to get into <laughs> B-Block. How about? Well, let's first, um, as as most people have, we almost forgot about the Gates of Agony oh, and Kiyomiya Oowa. Just really quick. So Gates of Agony is currently at two points. I'm going to presume they finish at two points. I didn't... They were fine. I mean, under the rubric of Obariism, did... Did she, seeing them in New Japan make me want to watch them in ROH? No, not really. Um, I mean, they were perfectly serviceable, and I want to think that because I asked somebody, I'm like, "Do they have this entrance entrance gear in ROH?" And everybody's like, "No." So I I, I want to envision a scenario where they get told, "Hey, man, you're going to Japan. You're going to work World World Tag League." 
And they get so super excited. Oh my God, we're going to Japan. Let's spend a bunch of money and make this entrance gear. And it's just going to be awesome not knowing that they're going to be just traveling the hinterlands of Japan (laughs) and that most of the people that they're going to be on the tour with aren't even going to take their t-shirts off. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Oh, that's great. Right? Um, much money. but I, I know room in the suitcase. They got to pack all the room in the suitcase. Yeah. For it. Oh, and, and and so I give I I would give them a C. I like their match against House of Torture. I thought that we knew that the odds of them actually joining House of Torture were very low. It was good for about twenty four hours of people freaking the fuck out. And at this point, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did think it was kind of cool where they kind of silently took out the rest of House of Torture. Um, and then kind of played their hands to to Yujiro and Evil. I I did like that. Um, I really liked their match against Holy Seaman Army. I believe it's Toa was the one that was doing a little, I guess, haka off. That was fun with Hinari. I I, I, I I mean, I'm not trying to be culturally inappropriate when I say haka off. I just don't know what if there is a technical term for what they were doing. Um, but that was really cool, and and I have to give it to Hinari in that case, in that he probably worked the hardest in trying to give Toa something to work off of. Yep, yep. He really um, they he they looked like they were trying the hardest to make them look like big monster, you know, dominant dudes. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind. I mean. If you tell me that we're going to see them on maybe some U.S.-based strong shows, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I think I think Toa could be what people want Hikuleo to be, you know, that Jonah Fale character. It's just he's very young in wrestling terms, mm. and he, he just needs the reps. And I think ultimately this is what World Tag League was good for for them, getting them reps with, with on a constant basis with a high level of talent. And just on occasion, they would end up with some people that really kind of put their working boots on and busted their ass to get them over the hump. Um, and then we have Kiyomiya and Oiwa at four points. Um, that I, I kind of wish they were a little more in in play, but honest, but honestly, considering everything that's going on with Noah right now, probably your ace. Being only four points in World Tag League and somebody else's tournament is probably not the most pressing of your issues with your with your home promotion. If you're a Noah fan, can I say that? I, I think maybe. Um, Am I underselling the situation? I think you might be underselling a little bit. I think Kiyomiya might. I mean, hey, maybe maybe Noah is not even going to be his home promotion for much longer. Um, at least I hope not. So if, okay, very quick, but we'll get into Bebop, but as a Noah guy, I've got to ask you, if at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the year, did you hope that Kiyomiya would jump at the first opportunity to like New Japan or another promotion? Or were you like, hey, he's got a, I I know he can write whether, whether what they're doing with him booking wise, and then he can come back to Noah big and strong and, and be the ace again. I, you know what? I'm more of a Cano fan. So like, 
when they were talking about like Kiyomiya, like jumping ship, I was like, oh, I don't, uh, this is, I don't want to see him jump ship, but like, I guess this, the, the Will Ospreay thing opened my eyes a little bit and it's like, yeah, fuck it, man. Be bloodthirsty at this point. Take, take the stars if you need to. I want, I want to see what's best for new Japan. I, and everyone else fucking be damned, I guess. So I don't know. I, I, I know there's some frustration with how, with how new Japan have booked Kiyomiya. I know there's some frustration with, uh, you know, how Noah has, uh, booked Kiyomiya and maybe there's just frustration for Kiyomiya in general because everyone sees so much in him, but like we all want something for him, right? That's how all these new guys are. All these new young, young talents are, but like Kiyomiya is, he's doing a lot better than, and he's been around longer than like shooter and things like that. So maybe there's a reason why he's got the better resume, but I don't know, man. I, if your home company can't book you to look strong sometimes, and this other company isn't booking you to look the strongest, but you know, Hey, they're giving you matches with their top guy. Fuck it, man. Go where you got to go, son. And hopefully that's to new Japan. And at this point, and, and for those of you that don't know, so Noah's big show uh, agreed is January second. Um, yep. New be- great beginnings, I think it's called. I'm probably butchering. The, I'm, I'm messing up the name of it. But their big show is, of the year is two days before Wrestle Kingdom, mm-hmm. and Tanahashi and ZSJ will be in an undercard match on that show against each other. Um, so we're kind of not completely off the rails talking about this but the big thing of why noah is is kind of on everybody's lips right now is koto abushi showed up challenged marafuji and whether you think that match is 14 years too late they're having it (laughs) but the the bigger thing that has upset people is not the existence of the match but it's the fact that it was announced afterwards that's going to be the main event yeah so for two years in a row now, your title is not main eventing your biggest show of the year. This would be like if last year Okada and Jay White were the semi-main to Will and Osprey, And that's not even a, a proper comparison because at least there was a belt involved. Yep. But Danielson, right? If Okada and Danielson main evented over... Um, Sonata and Naito. And that that's what's going on in Noah. Fans are losing their minds. Like the Noah, I guess the Noah president or the cyber fight president had to actually put out a statement explaining that it was it was his decision to make that the main event. Because Marufuji and, and Ibushi have spent all weekend fighting randos on Twitter um about this. And Abushi's been like, hey, this was not like, hey, I didn't ask for the main event. I just showed up and made the challenge. And he accepted, but don't be mad at me about card placement. And Marafuji was a little bit more like, hey, I didn't ask for this, but I'm not mad about it. Yeah. Uh, Keno did um, some YouTube video where he, I don't know Japan, I don't know Japanese, but he did not look happy. Keno never looks um, happy. He's the most put upon well, person but, in the fucking world. But but by his not looking happy standards, he looked extra unhappy. Oh. And I, I do not blame him because uh, now for two years in a row, 
He's been shunted to the semi-main for no really good reason. And that match, like there is four and a half star, you know, potential in that match. There's also one and a half star potential in that fucking match. It's uh that could go either way. So you could have just a brilliant Kota Ibushi versus Naomichi Marafuji match, or you could have your GHC title go on before an actual fucking diaper load of a fucking match so who knows oh i mean uh so twitter uh, uh, guy he's on twitter and in discord is dm dnmt he's a gigantic noah fan also does great uh fire pro wrestling cause um caws and his thing was hey the booking was right there to have abushi marafuji be your semi-main soya keno as your main, and then what everyone is kind of somewhat presuming would not be surprised at happening in terms of Ibushi beating Marafuji and challenging for the GHC. Like that that's a scenario where if if Ibushi Marafuji is semi and Keno and Soya is the main, that that's a perfect that's booking 101. Yep. Right. And instead we're not getting the, they, they flipped it. It's going to be really awkward. Um, this is Kota Ibushi's one chance to shut up everybody that think he's that that a hundred percent think he's washed. Um, right, like like he does not. He's got like a month to get into some shape and to figure out a match format to where it, like people will hopefully come away from that match going. Oh, okay. Ibushi still has it. He just, cause this is his first singles match back in Japan and it'll be his first singles match in about nine months, probably. And we all know Marafuji. Father Time has gotten Marafuji and he does not have, and apparently part of the reason is that he does not have much time left in wrestling. So that's one of the reasons why it was an Emmy match because we're not going to have many more Marafuji Emmys. And we know that Marafuji is good for maybe one or two um really top level matches a year and ooh, you're taking a big chance hoping that this is going to be one of those yeah there's like i said <sighs> right four and a half potential one and a half potential mm. but so 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 shinny han fran fans keep that in mind your your main belt is uh, our main belt the super sentai divas belt we may not like the who's in it but it's it's at least main eventing our big show of the year. Yep. So that's that's as 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 much issues as I've got, and we all have, I think, with the booking. Um, at least we have that going for us, which is one up on on Noah. Um, Poor Noah. They've just been yeah. They've just been fucking themselves so hard since about 2021. It's like they just can't get out of their own way. They just keep tripping over their own fucking dick. And fallen, you know, ass first into bad booking. I, I don't know what's going on with them. But yeah, um, don't don't be shocked if Apushi's GHC champion by the middle of the year. That just wouldn't shock me. <laughs> I mean, let's I, fucking go. <laughs> right. I I just because that would be par for the course with Noah. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. Although Apushi's only what forty eight. 42 40 oh jesus 42 um right. i mean he's he's still you know he's young he's, he's, he's young by noah he's standards. 14 years too young to have their championship belt um uh, yeah um but yeah so that so that but that's a block that's what we're looking at 
Uh, moving into A block, into B block, Final Night. B block is going to be a lot easier for me because there's not a lot of fun I have watching B block matches, really. <laughs> um, but that one's got some 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 interesting math as well. But B block is going to be December seventh at the me. I'm trying to read my handwriting. Um, Mia Konojo City Hayamizu Sports Culture Center. My apologies if I fucked any of that up. So what we're looking at, my presumed main event for that night will be um, Hikuleo and ELP, Kamen Rider and like like actually Ichimon in like the like original Kamen Rider, and we'll we'll, we'll call uh, Hikuleo um, the second Kamen Rider. Okay. Right. You know, I'm into it for, you know, keep the common rider thing going. We'll figure that we'll figure this out on Twitter. Kids. Workshop that. Um, Workshop that. Yeah. Um, versus monster sauce. They are both coming into this night at eight points. This has again, that kind of for the, for all the marbles kind of deal. Um, I would say I give monster sauce a, a plus, they they're they're on my finalists for kind of like MVP of the tournament. Um, their match against Suzuki and Nagata oh. was fucking amazing, and it was everything I, I wish the just didn't it. It's everything I wanted the just two guys match up with Nagata and Suzuki to have been because it could have been, and where that one felt. Uh, not devoid of emotion, but muted emotion. Um, the monster sauce edition of that fight with Suzuki was was every, was just amazing from the moment that monster sauce enters the ring where up to this point, Lance has been doing the typical Suzuki goon run around ringside before you get into the ring, just screaming and laughing and knocking young lions out left and right. Um, Alex Zane's been acting as his miho to his to his tai chi right and then you know <laughs> where Alec, where where lance will, will knock out a, a young lion and then you see alex just kind of have this look on his face of oh, oh again. He did it again oh don't, and then he goes to the and he goes to the yeah and then he goes to the young lion and makes sure they're okay and the, he apologizes and there was none of that in that match it was lance archer going directly to the ring standing in the middle of the ring and just waiting on Suzuki. And then when Suzuki showed up, was just like, no, no, we're fighting motherfucker. Yeah, we used to be Suzuki goon, but tonight we fight. Um, and then the ending with Suzuki, not only kind of reaccepting Lance, but um, giving his seal of approval to Archer, which I think is a major thing. To? You know, Suzuki uh, recognizing Archer, uh, um, um, Zane. Yeah, there you go. Okay, right? Sorry. Because he... Because he, he gave him the the fist bump as well, I think. But that was just an amazing match. Yeah. Um, but that's been kind of emblem for me. That's a perfect example of why why for me, Monster Sauce has been uh, MVPs because whether they're facing off with guys that are in the tournament clearly to just make numbers and to make the math work, versus say somebody like um, our 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 main event today with Lij, where guys that are higher up the card um they they try to do something different in in all their matches and make them memorable and get the crowd involved 
And at this point with World Tag League, that that's that's all I could really have asked for. So for me, they are definitely a maybe a plus. I could see a scenario. I, I definitely I, I'm not changing my view, which is your World Tag League finals are going to be Monster Sauce TMDK. Um, oh, I think four, four Westerners wouldn't be the. Fr- I mean, but it's how they view this belt, right? The company. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Like I'm. I mean, your I champions are domestic great. guys, so it's it's not like we're going to have a finals where it's just all four white guys, or or, 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 or I should say, a Wrestle Kingdom where it's all four white guys. Right. Um, I, I think I that just, that's a great that's a great finals. I it seems to me like right away like that's probably not how it's going to be, um, and it it definitely it definitely could be, and it looks like it's shaping up that way. I just something about that doesn't sit right with my with my brain i don't know no, that's not and that's and that's fair i just i see them at least getting through because we're so we're getting a rematch of them versus hikuleo and elp yep. of the strong title match that we saw um a few a few weeks ago and so i could easily see a scenario where they beat elp and hikuleo long-term they get to the finals of world world tag league they lose but what they've got as a consolation prize is maybe for either like new year's dash or the or um kind of a dark match if not a proper match but basically a rematch against hikuleo g um uh, elp I think they would win on a second go around. So it's them carrying the strong belts and they can have a bunch of fun time in America. And then it frees up ELP for something in 2024. They could do that at, well, there's a battle in the Valley, right? In January. Yes. They could do it there. Yeah, You've got battle in the Valley. You've got new year's dash. You could do something before, you know, again, we have these row two Corican shows. Um, but that's, that's my thoughts. I've got, I've got the GOD two team at also maybe like an A minus. Uh, we've already talked a little bit about how they are over with the audience. I've enjoyed their matches. Um, like they, I, my only thing might have been I felt their match against Rogue Army was a little soulless. I, I would have. I mean, this is former kind of BC stuff happening, and that it was just kind of there. So yeah, I would I would have liked I think I would have liked that, that match to have a little bit more, but we've moved past that with the LP, I think. Well, but but also Hikuleo, right? Because Hikuleo is the man ostensibly that had banished Jay White from Japan. Yeah, and here you had Fale, who is still very hardcore OG Bullet Club, and there was some of that there, but not as much as I would have liked to have had. But that's. That's but overall, I've had no problem with them in World Tag League. They've been one of the better, better spots in World Tag League, and they put the smile back on Shooter's face. Yes, they took him. They took him to the McDonald's play place, and they let him have some ice cream. And uh, then they they went to the to- they went to the toy store and did a little shopping. They let him buy a uh, a new video game, even though it's this close to Christmas. And now he's smiling again. So that's nice. Then we have um, 
what is, I'm presuming, will be kind of a semi-main. And this is where maybe the draw between Bishamon and CMLL is coming into play. Bishamon at seven points against just two guys at eight points. This definitely has kind of a math feel. Um, where oh, someone someone out of G.O.D. and Monster Sauce is going to have ten points. I could, with Bishamon at seven... I could see a scenario where they beat just two guys and then they sneak into the World Tag League final and the World Tag League semifinals as the B2. I could see with, that. With nine points. Because you're, you're setting up challenges all over the shop, aren't you? At that point, you've got a challenge yes. from the winner. You've got a challenge from someone who can knock them out in the semis. Like you could have lots of stuff going on. And that would be, that would be great if we had, uh, like we said, the War Dogs and TMDK um, as the the war dogs number one and TMDK number two, because then you can have the war dogs knock out uh, Bishamon and then, you know, TMDK and war dogs have a second match where uh house of torture interferes and TMDK wins. And then you set up the, you set up down the road for house of torture versus war dogs. You set up down the road for a, a war dogs, uh, you know, tag title run uh, tag title challenge, that sort of thing. Like you can, you can set up a lot of different things by having Bishamon in the finals and the semifinals, but man, it'd be kind of boring, wouldn't it? Yeah, but <laughs> uh, oh my god, what? Ew. Yeah, it it would be, but again, it it it'd be boring, but not outside of the realm of normal world tag league booking. Yeah. Right. I mean, the more interesting would be, say, you know, Monster Sauce and just two guys coming out as your B1 and B2. I'd say taking Monster Sauce and uh, Hikaleo and ALP would probably be great because they've both got great reactions with the crowds. Also, like you can't count out a team that has Hikaleo on it right now because we know from how the G1 ended up, the company looks pretty highly on Hikaleo. They've got plans for him. He, I mean, he might, he's not a Raiwa, uh, easy company, you know, Raiwa magnificent seven, but like they, they look at him as a, a player. Yeah. Um, and Hey, he comes to the ring with Giotto. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's kind of like my thing with, with Finley and my thing with evil and that they're being accompanied to the rings that by people that we, we either know in the case of like Gato or just presume in the case of Togo or on the booking committee. And that's them basically kind of telling the audience, whether you like it or not, these guys aren't going anywhere. This is a guy. Pay attention. Um, Side note on the war dogs. um, And I I wanted to say this earlier, but I loved kid turning his Twitter avatar into the crying Shoda face. (laughs) He was wrong, bro. He was so wrong for that. (laughs) <laughs> but this is but it's what we want it's what we talked about last week in terms of kid needs to be the guy that just kind of pops up at every moment in these in these other guys lives and just fucking take shit from them and makes them miserable oh, I love it. and be the dude that like hey narita's taking a son to like a little league game and the kid strikes out and there's kid you know just just heckling this <laughs> this you know you know a kid at like the ball plate right and and that was it was just perfect that taking this this emotional moment from from Shoda 
and in turning in in helping turn it into a meme. I, love I, it. I thought that was so great. I love it, man. Um, but back to B Block. Um, you know, so 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 that's where I look at the top two. I just Tai Chi and Uemura for me have been a B. I think for all the reasons that we kind of talked about last week in them not feeling at times like just two guys. Yeah. And it's it's kind of coming together. I I think what I think what we're getting set up for cuz today they faced Rogue Army and I had in my notes like that I was writing down in the middle of that match of are we setting up Fale and Tai Chi for King of Pro Wrestling? Oh. Cause, cause, cause Fale was looking at Tai Chi a lot. Um, they had that little sumo off deal. Oh, that's, um, that we could get a KOPW title match out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually, that sounds like it would be kind of fun if they had like a one of those sumo based uh, matches, like they did a couple of years ago with uh, Tai Chi and fuck, who was it? Shingo. I think so. Um, or just right. I mean, it it sounds perfect for. A at a a road to Wrestle Kingdom at Corican match. Yeah, this is your last chance to get the belt off of Tai Chi before he's declared uh, KOPW for twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I felt. Um, I'm into it. Let's go. Yeah, I just I want I want that KOPW trophy to be or the belt. I guess now to be something where you're like, you want to see some shit. Check this out. Here's a fucking, here's a sumo match. I, I've said this before on my own show, the Akata shorts podcast drink, uh, that they should, Tai Chi should really like legitimately be like motherfucker. If you want this belt, come fight me at Ganryajima Island and fucking set up a Ganryajima Island death match again. And I like, I mean, imagine the opulence of like Tai Chi's throne room on Ganryajima Island. How cool does that fucking sound? (laughs) That almost sounds like something that should have been done between him and Show. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because honestly, I I I need that belt back on Show. Show just had some galaxy brain <laughs> shit that I'm like, okay, you 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 are taking this completely ridiculous belt and you are achieving its highest form. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's like if I gotta watch this fucking belt, that's how I want to watch this belt. Um, I'm just. I'm just overall this this top t- this top B B block half of it. I just after Monster Sauce, I'm just so conflicted on who I think is coming because because I I don't envision a world where Monster Sauce is not going through to at least the semifinals. Yeah. I, um, and I just I just don't know who that third the chalk pick is the chalk the chalk pick is Bishamon. I think because it feeds into the the overall story. And I think this is a case where we can say that there is a story being told of here we have our champs who are also two-time defending World Tag League champions in that story of it's very difficult to, to repeat. It's extra difficult slash special to get it for a third time. Yeah. Um, and also with the fact that You've been on the shelf because Goto's been on the shelf. So you've got that that mini story as well of Goto 
trying to maintain some level of health so he can finish the tournament because at this point he is rocking more athletic tape than Yoshihashi. Um, and this would be a cage match. I'm, this is just literally coming to me as I speak. And so this is something for somebody to look up on cage match or hey, Chris Samsa of who has... You know, we know if like Kota Ibushi, he's got this record of having gone to the finals of the G1 four times in a row. Yeah. Right. Um, and so on the World Tag League side, if Bishamon were to make it to the finals, would this be a record thing of going to at least three finals in a row? That, that, so that so that's my question for the, for the stat nerds because I'm not going to look it up right now because I can barely navigate cage match without like <laughs> you have to learn staring. St- well, well, it's it, it's more of just how they organize things and trying to think like a German in their organization and trying to to pull the data that that you want to pull. And I'm just not wired that way to begin with. That's fair. So, but that, but that would, that's an interesting thing. And to make people think about, ooh, like, cause I'm having this thought right now of, oh, does Bishamon make it to the finals? As long as we Where agree this that is- them winning for a third year in a row would be really, really boring. Well, no, here, here, here's the thing. The only interest, it would actually be, more interesting because then they're winning as the champions as such, presuming that the rules are the same as for the G1 as champions. They've won theoretically, who would they pick to be their opponents? That's where it could get that. That could be a little bit interesting. And this is also though, where having real time or maybe not real time, but close enough real time English commentary would be so helpful right now because this is the type of things again we go into a g1 that that final week in a g1 and we've got all these permutations and we've got all, all these historical de- notes and potentialities and you've got chris charlton at ringside kind you know walking you through it and walking you through all the permutations and you have chris samsa um on twitter walking you through and his website i think the sport of pro wrestling yep. um walking you through all these permutations to help get you excited and the whole presentation of this world tag league they're not even like flashing points when they flash your your the teams coming right like the g1 you normally might get a name and then but you'd get like what their current record is so you could start trying to at least on your own kind of figure out the math and what's going on and um side note so the other little piece of news is that um new japan today announced that uh plans for remote live english commentary for world tag league finals have been scrapped so you're going to get those like uploaded as vod as soon as possible and then we're back to live to actual live english shows when walker gets to Japan in late December. And I don't, I think this is so emblematic of why it is so hard for people to follow this promotion and to take it seriously because, and this is what I I went off on Twitter about this and I normally don't tag, do that snitch tag. And this time I snitch tag Kidani 
because I'm like, I'm so fucking tired of this. And that New Japan since 2020 have been doing these kind of live English remote shows. And we're going on three years and you can't fucking get it right. Yeah, figure They've it out. Done, like, like they're even, you've even, like, I'm just gesticulating wildly at the moment. You did it earlier this year. And to this day, it still sounds like they have Chris Charlton in a fucking metal tube. <laughs> trapped somewhere that we have to go fucking rescue him because he doesn't sound like he's in the same room at all with Walker, even though, or Kevin, I guess he was doing it with Kevin. Um, because we, even though we, we know that they're not in the same room, it sounds like they're not in the same room and they can't get the levels all mixed to, to sound appropriate. And it's so fucking small time. And I'm going to presume that part of not being able to do a live a remote English commentary has something to do with the new world um, and new NGPW world, which is a fucking lump of coal. It's a shit show. And, oh my God. And, and it is a prime example of be careful what you fucking wish for, because for years the discourse has annoyed the fuck out of me of people going, Oh, the world is bad and I can't do this with it. And I can't do that with it. And for me, I felt a little bit, I, I just accepted it because I also have um, subscriptions to some other Japanese service um, streaming services. One of which being the Pacific league for um, the Nippon professional baseball league. And that's not even in English. They don't even have like a little fucking button that I can toggle that makes it bad Google translated English. <laughs> like I had to go to a third party blog to figure out how to give them my money. Oh yeah. I, I remember signing up for world when you had to like, it, it like click on this symbol and then enter your card information here and then click on this. And yeah, I remember that. So, so I go, Hey, world's not the greatest, but at least it has a toggle to English and you can kind of navigate it and maybe 9.5 times out of 10, find what you're looking for in the first try. I can't fucking do it, which is something that I can't do with these other streaming services that I'm a part of. I've got to work a little bit harder on it and it makes it even more a barrier to entry for these other things. But now Y'all finally got what you wanted. You got a new world. Huzzah. And it fucking sucks. <laughs> They've had 10 years to fucking figure this out. <laughs> and, and, and and I'm not even having most of the problems. Like I use the Android app on my phone and I have a, I have the occasional little issue if I'm trying to watch something live, but VOD, I'm, I'm like, I'm perfectly, perfectly okay. Everybody's mileage is obviously going to vary, but at the end of the day, I, I, it's, it's at the end of the day, they keep just like Noah from their booking keeps like tripping over their dicks. New Japan and TV Asahi keep tripping over their dicks with world. Absolutely. Fucking and it's, I can't even back it, it, out of a show. Like if I'm watching a show and I hit the back button on my, cause I have the uh, Amazon fire stick. If I hit the back button to exit out of the show, it just takes me to a blank screen and I sit there for you know, however long staring at a blank screen before it just shoots me back out to my home screen. Like I cannot go from one show to the next. It's fucking. And garbage. this is not a, and this is not a knock on Walker. I know Walker is working his ass off doing, um, post-show English commentary to be uploaded as part of the VOD. Um, 
It's just not being uploaded by TV Asahi in a fucking timely manner. And then because of the way the app is laid out, you don't fucking know intuitively if there is English commentary until you fucking toggle buttons to see if there's an option to give you English commentary. Yep. Quality of life is worse than it was with old world. But I, I, I will say this on English commentary front. And I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers. Shock, I know. So, I my in in talking with Walker, he is raring to go. And if he had it his way, he would be in Japan for World Tag League. It's just not it. it but the way it was all kind of scheduled and figured out, it, it it was set up for the live remote deal, right? But Walker is young and hungry. And excited enough that he would wanted to be there live for World Tag League, which is probably more than some of the guys on the roster, if we're being completely honest. Uh Right? Uh But part, but, but, but we have another part of our English commentary that's based in Japan and was there for the Corican shows. And he was there for some of the Baker City shows. And I don't fucking know what is going on in Chris Charlton's life where he can't get on a fucking train and go to these other shows. Charlton's never can gone. Can you not to find a bit? Ba- He's never right. Can out. can can you not find a babysitter for the kids? <laughs> is that what's is 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 that is that what's going on? Is is there something legal that you're not allowed to leave Tokyo? What? But this this has to change in 2024. In that. If New Japan has any shot of expanding into Southeast Asia, maintaining dominance in Japan, and let's be honest, there's a lot of people ready to jump ship to all Japan. Well, all Japan's been on Depending fire on how this lately. booking goes. Yeah. Right. There's a bunch of people that are at that point. And then to stop being the ugly stepchild of AEW, New Japan has to have a better commitment if they want to have any sort of growth in the West, or at least maintain better commitment to constant live in-house English commentary. And if you can't fucking leave Tokyo, maybe you shouldn't be in that second chair. And you can just be the third guy and you come in remotely and they turn your fucking mic on and you give us some historical facts. And then you go back to silence and you go watch the kids or you do whatever the fuck else you're doing that precludes you from being able to be all in on commentary for new Japan. Um, man, that's, you make an interesting point, but I like Chris Charlton a lot. I think he's great on commentary. I love having such a big brain, like the, the professor of Puroresu. Like, I love that. Um, if, if we have someone else like a Walker who can, commit to moving to Japan full-time to do full-time shows. And then Charlton's only on the bigger shows, the bigger cities. I'm fine with that. Um, you know, Walker, I don't know if Walker's ready to do it himself. I don't know if he's learned enough about the, uh, about the product that he's ready to take on these shows alone. But like, if he is fucking let's go, let's do it that way. Like convince him, give him money so that he moves to, to Japan and becomes your commentator. You know, like the dude's good. Uh, like he's got talent. I really like his voice. I like his enthusiasm. 
Uh, I like his, like you said, his, his hunger, his thirst for knowledge. Uh, I really appreciate that from him. And I, I don't want to see us lose another thing to AEW or, or another Western company when he eventually just gets a position with WWE or AEW or ring of honor or wherever the hell he ends up, you know, lock him down. Let's go. I'm just, I'm just imagining people just screaming at me right now. <laughs> well, um, Charlton's a very popular figure, so I mean, I can understand. I, but I just, I, I, I need people there, and I think the company needs people there. And you're right, full time and supportive. Right. And and this and this World Tag League is a prime example of. So Corrigan, Charlton can be there, and then they pull some dude from the back after he's had a match. And, you, and we go on our merry way and we get some live comms. I don't know why we can't do this for... I, I don't know why Chris Charlton can't go to Kagoshima. I don't know why Chris Charlton can't go to Kumamoto. I, I don't understand. Um, and until New Japan, Bushi Road, and TV Asahi start taking these tours seriously in that regards... I don't know why they expect us to. I don't know how long that's going to be before they do, though, because I mean, like you saw how long it took them to put out the most basic fucking buggy ass app for New Japan World when we were begging for it. Next next fight we have is to get, you know, comms, English live English comms on all the shows. That's going to be an even an even farther uphill battle. Like we're it could be years before we see that shit. So. And and if that and if ultimately that's the plan, like just tell me that, just just go. Hey, we're, we're happy that you Western nerds give us money, and want to follow the product, but you're not our primary concern. Just tell me that. Don't string me along. Just, 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 just tell me that I'm not a priority to you, and that's all right. And then I'll just go about my day, and I'll. And I won't, I won't lose sleep or, or snitch tag Kidani or scream on a podcast about you not doing your utmost to expand into the West and make your product accessible if you tell me that that's not your, in- your intent. Oh, I'm, that's all I ask. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to stick up for him with this. I think, I think you're right. Like, that's probably not their, it's probably not their, um, high up on their list of priorities, but maybe it is maybe who knows, who knows? Let's hope let's continue to hope. And if you run out of hope before I do, I completely fucking understand. (laughs) Um, speaking of keeping hope alive, uh, we've got also on this B finals block nights after our top, what we think are going to be our top two matches. Then we have, Lij versus CMLL. Um, apparently, our favorite sea pirate wants to be a permanent member of Lij. Well, you got Naito coming out to watch his matches, see how it's going. He's looked very impressive in the last few nights in front of Naito. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he even got out there and and spoke a little bit of um, Nihongo in front of everyone. He spoke a little bit of Japanese. Uh, could be, could be that he uh, we have a pirate. Uh, soon. I, I think that would be absolutely fantastic. 
I, I, I am all for it. You, we, we talked last week about how much we want to just hug and cheer and cuddle Zendikon. And I, I would be very happy singing a, a sea shanty in his honor if um, we, we have a permanent new member of LIJ. Mm-hmm. Also, hey, they could probably use the warm bodies depending on how much longer they got Naito. <laughs> That's true. Well, mm, we've, you know? got, we've got Naito's uh, heir apparent as well already locked in. So it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. But it was just, you know, he's sitting next to Milano and between the two of them, they got, you know, one full proper eye. set of, yeah. Um, I, I'm assuming Naito's return means that we're going to see, um, see him in some road to Wrestle Kingdom shows, which I almost kind of don't want at this point. If for no other reason, I don't want to risk. I, I would rather Naito just take as much time up to the last moment before he has to enter the ring to like make sure that he is he's healthy and right. But of course, Naito is insane and just loves wrestling <laughs> that much. So I'm surprised he wasn't back sooner. I'm surprised he just didn't show up like as soon as he had the surgery, the next available opportunity or in like a fucking eye patch like Brian Danielson. <laughs> okay. I patch Naito and Zandikon Jr. like would be total bros. Yeah. Give that to me. <laughs> um LIJ uh LIJ though, um they they've been fine, probably a solid B. I, I love the two of them together. I'm just not sure how I this is again one of those tag teams where I came into World Tag League just kind of assuming that it was a one-off. So there's there's that level of investment, but not full scale investment in them as a team, because there's no real expectation that they're going to stick around as a team. But if they're going to stick around as a team, um, I am very very intrigued and would like would have no problems with them going for the belts. Um, I want I'd, I'd I be want all to over see that. Zondikon would come up with for a King of Pro Wrestling uh, match. Like what kind of like oh fire the cannons three times and then pin your opponent or something. Like I want to see what he would come up with. I do too, but it would have to be against a different opponent because I don't, I don't think he and Tai Chi had any sort of fucking chemistry in their, in their world tag league match. Ooh, good point. I like, I, I like, I think we touched upon this last week, but yeah, the vibes in that match were completely wrong. Yeah. Which is but like, yeah, both would- the, the, LIJ team has looked really good with a lot of other opponents. Their their uh, match with Monster Sauce was fantastic. Yes, um, that was that's probably on my short list for like matches of the tournament. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, the CMLL team has been fine. I really kind of enjoyed them against uh, Hikuleo and ELP today. Um, oh, that side was note, I would. Yeah. yeah, side note, I would not mind. ELP having having some fun in Mexico or at least participating in Fantastica Mania because I think he vibed really well with Atlantis Jr. Jr. and Soberano Jr. Well, that's like his background, isn't it? That's his that's where he comes from. You know, he comes well, not he doesn't come from Mexico, but that's like where he draws inspiration from. And with that tag team of him and Hikileo, you've got a dude who can hang with you as fast as far as going fast and flipping and putting on the show. And then you've got a dude who is an excellent base for someone to work off of when it comes to 
flying high, jumping off of, uh, hitting and, and flying around with. So like, I think they were a perfect team for that CMLL team. And, uh, yeah, let's see more of them during Fantastica Mania. I'm so amped for Fantastica Mania. I love it every year. I know it's the, the first tour after, um, after New Year's Dash. So like we're, we're amped after, after the Wrestle Kingdom show, we're amped after seeing where things are going with Dash and then everything gets put on halt for this, like non-canon event for two weeks or whatever but it's so much fun dude it's so much fun fantastic mania rules i I, like i normally don't watch fantastic mania i'm one of those people that normally just kind of takes it off because normally i've been that freak that is watching like all the road to wrestle kingdom stuff and watching wrestle kingdom and taking the day off from work so i can watch it live and just just diving into new beginnings. So it normally fantastic and normally hits at that time where I'm just like, okay, I need to take a little me time rest your eyes. and watch some other stuff and, and and recharge the batteries. This year, I don't know. I might I might actually watch Fantastica Mania this year. Who knows? Um Who else we got? Uh, all we've got left is Suzuki and Nagata um and Rogue Army. And so we we were lamenting last week about Nagata and Suzuki in terms of why are they in this tournament? There's no story development with them, right? It's been this whole thing of, oh, they've they've been at each other's throats for 40 years and they're still at each other's throats and not changing or moving along. And then all of a sudden we got today and then next to last night of block action, um, Suzuki sacrificing himself. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, now we're finally getting some storyline movement and explanation as to why you two are teaming together. <laughs> it only, it took you long enough. It took you what? Two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. <sighs> but th- that, that, that was weird, right? It's I've lost interest in this whole, this whole story. Like, I love Nagata. I love Suzuki. Seeing them as a tag team is cool. Wherever they're going with this, it's not anywhere important because it's not going to lead to like a big Wrestle Kingdom match. It might like lead to a match uh, on the road too or something like that. But like this is a very, it's a short term story and it's not going any further than where it's at right now. I don't think I, I, I don't see them as the team that's going to make any noise outside of this tournament and um, wherever the story's going there, there are two men who are in their mid fifties. So uh, th- it's not like they're putting, they're not putting tons of butts in seats right now. You know, it's fun. We're having a good time. That's all it needs to be. But we, uh, we got something. Um, I'm assuming they're going to be the first match. They're at two points. Rogue Army's at four. Fale, the last the last couple of nights, Fale's actually tried, um, which is more than what he was doing. Like these are both teams that, if I had to give them grades, it would be generous C minuses. And I think in Rogue Army's case, they're getting a C minus from me because a Bonza actually like absolutely carrying the bloated corpse of Fale to like watchable matches. Yeah. I love, Uh, I'm so glad that he's, he's getting a chance in, in 
Japan. I'd love to see more of him. I think he fits in like with the war dogs aesthetic. I know that it's, he's got a, uh, his own thing with the rogue army and stuff like that. And PWA, but um, tying, tying him to Fale has kind of sucked. It's, it's not done him any favors and it's weird. It, it kind of has because of, of just the overtime work he's putting in, but it, it hasn't because we're all sitting there going, Oh, okay. It's, it's fucking rogue army. Um, so the, these are two teams that if they didn't come back next year, my feelings would not be hurt. Um, I wouldn't mind Bonza back with somebody else. Caveman Ugg. Bonza and Caveman Ugg. Right. Just, just, but this, this will be a perfect like bathroom match on the final, on, on B block final night. Um, but that's what we've got for our final blocks. And then December 8th, uh, we've mentioned already that the fine people of Kagoshima at the Kirishima, uh, Kirishima City Makizono Arena will be getting the semifinals of A1 versus B2, B1 versus A2. Um, I My thought is that I'm still kind of holding out. I, I, I think my A1 I have is TMDK. I think my A2 is going to end up being um, War Dogs. That's what I'm hoping. I, 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 I'm just so scared that it's going to be Yano Ishii <laughs> with... Right. I, I mean, all uh, chaos with, world tag league final. Woo. Nothing's going to yeah. light a fire under new Japan like that, man. I know with the B one being monster sauce. And for me, I think my, I think my B two is going, I'm going to be saucy, no pun intended. And I'm actually going to go with just two guys. At my, wow. As my okay. All right. Um, I'm going to be, there's a lot of, I mean, we've, we've gone through here and explained a lot of different scenarios that could happen. I think we've probably spent way too much time dissect, dissecting the amount of scenarios that can happen. We've probably had more, more time dissecting the scenarios than the booking committee has. So, um, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say for, for the story I want to see play out, it would have to be war dogs, one TMDK two, and then, Monster Sauce one, Bishamon two. That's the story I want to see play out. I don't know if that's what it's going to be. It's kind of where I'm hoping for. And then out of that semifinals, who do you expect to be in the finals December 10th at uh, Grand Mies Kumamoto? Uh, let's go rematch. Okay. War Dogs and TMDK. So we'll, we'll have that's, and that's, I want that house of torture story we were talking about. Okay. Um, but you don't think that in, in the vein of running back like Bishamon versus somebody, you don't think running TMDK versus war dogs less than a week apart. No, cause I you've think you've got no problem I, with I that. I think, um, there's there's a way you could do it where the match gets thrown out because of bullshit or something like that. Um and then, you know, you can have a little heat. Like this is 
this isn't up to me to decide. I don't even know if it's best, but that's the story I want to see play out. So I, I don't, I don't know fair. if it makes a lot of sense, but that's what I want to see. No, fair enough. Fair enough. I just wanted to ask that. Um, I'm, I'm sticking, I'm sticking with the horses that I came into uh, World Tag League with, and I'm, I'm just going to ride that to the end, baby, of a finals of TMDK, Monster Sauce, and then TMDK winning it all. I think that would be a hell of a time. They're going to have so much fun, those, those four guys. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, from, in terms of like, that would just be fucking fun. We, and we and it's a match we haven't seen before, so it'd be fresh for the finals. And I think the four of them could just give them about 20 minutes, um, and that would just fucking rock. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. Well, let's start wrapping this up. I got about a 10 minutes before I need to, to get ready for work, so. Yeah. Um, I think we've – I'm going to quick check Twitter. Um, or X or whatever the fuck it's Twitter. we're calling we, it. We dead name Twitter. You can't just go change your okay. names, Elon, right? <laughs> fuck you, man. Yeah. Uh, but let me just see if we've got anything that pops on in for questions. Nope. Still just that one World Tag League question. Um there was a question I had gotten about Charlton Athletic and what I think of our, our new gaffer. And they just keep breaking my heart. <laughs> and I, oh, they just, I want to believe, thank God I had the Houston Dynamo, who, while they got bounced from the Western Conference, out of the Western Conference finals for the MLS Cup um, this year, um, stupendously overachieved. And went from being fucking cellar dwellers for three years to um, almost one in the almost one in the uh, almost one in the conference. They won the Open Cup, so I got trophies, which is better than which is definitely better than a lot of the other other teams at MLS. Um, I'm very happy with that. I love an in season um, tournament, man. I think that's so much fun. I wish the NHL would do that. I. <sighs> See, what makes Open Cup a lot of fun is that it brings in so many, it's not just MLS teams, right? It's like every fucking soccer, football team in the US. Yeah, that's the same thing as a and FA that, Cup here in here in England. Yeah. Um, and so that, so that, if, if you're going to do that at, with the NHL, but obviously bringing in like AHL and... ECHL and all the then yeah I'm into it but if you're doing it in the style of like the NBA where it's just all the same teams then no I don't know it, I, it, I, you've got 82 games in the NHL 82 games is a lot of games that's so many games and so it could really like those games in December in January you know game 30 in December it can really make that seem a little bit more exciting that I'm, I'm just I'm putting that out there I think it's there's a reason to get to get amped for, uh, you know, your team versus the fucking Philadelphia Flyers. Well, no, your team versus the Philadelphia Flyers would be amped for you. So uh, let's put it this way. Uh, your team versus the Phoenix Coyotes, you know, in December, um, there's a reason for you to get amped about that is because it's, you know, more points in an in a in-season tournament and then another trophy to hand out. I think it's cool. 
it just it just feels gimmicky. It is gimmicky. To me. It and, really is. Uh, and it and I'm I'm crusty old sports person in that way. I've got to deal enough of that kind of bullshit in Major League Baseball with ghost runners and all sorts of shenanigans. <laughs> um. So I just just give me my sports. Just stop trying to make the Zoomers happy. <laughs> That's. I'm 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 just I'm just old lady yelling at clouds when it comes to Gen X, when it comes Gen to X that. Is and I admit coming it. for you Zoomers. She's coming for yeah. your TikToks. Yeah, man, your 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 TikToks and your your four squares and your yeah, um, your live journals just 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 coming for it all, kids. <laughs> no, so. But I will say the what, what I'm not coming for, and what I think all the kids should watch though, is definitely Godzilla minus one. Hell yes, I'm so am for Godzilla minus one. Oh, did, oh also, did you see that the uh, the preview for Godzilla X Kong has dropped now? I, I saw the preview drop for it. I haven't watched it. Oh, um, it looks because, so fun! It looks like a uh, it looks like a 2023 Showa era movie. It looks like so much fun. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably peep it. Um, side note, though, so Apple TV has the whole kind of, I guess, prequel stuff with that with the monarchy. Yeah. Um, and Suji's brother pops up in it. Does he? Yeah. Somebody, somebody on Super Jcast Discord grabbed a screenshot of of him in it. That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't watched an um, episode. I've watched the first two episodes of Legacy of Monsters. I haven't been able to to download and watch the the next two yet. I haven't watched any of it yet. I've got so much. I've got. I've got too much on my plate. To, I, I have like a couple of weeks of Gotchard and a couple of weeks of Ogier to to, to catch up on. Uh, so I, I got to knock those out the first. Kusatsu fans eating good right now. Oh my good. god! Oh, and then there's Ultraman Blazer. Love Ultraman, which I think is the best Ultraman in the last last couple of years. Hell yeah! I did not like Trigger and Decker were were okay. I haven't but really, I really enjoyed an Ultraman Blazer. since like Orb. I think probably. Yeah. Uh, Bla- Blazer's really good. It's, it's worth giving that a roll. Sweet. And then kids, um, you can actually go and legally watch Ultraman with either Japanese subs or uh, English subs or legal dubs on YouTube. So Tsuburai has got a um, official channel. So you can actually, they, speaking of making your product accessible to people in the West. Who thought that? S- I know Subaru has really got it, but um, let's wrap this up. Uh, first off, on behalf of Montreal's first and favorite power couple, Lawrence and Evelyn, and uh, Super Dad Cast, I want to. And then, oh my God, I'm blanking on their names. I know it's John and somebody else. I am so sorry. Um, um, but on and then we want to thank you all for tuning in to this month long. World Tag League Takeover. Um, Joel and Damon will be back next week to review the shows. Also, um, keep your ear holes open for a special little treat that uh, we'll be dropping before then. Um, We will hopefully also drop before then as well this episode. But uh, thank you all for taking the time to listen to us and the true voices of wrestling. Um, I I gotta give Joel and Damon credit for that, for um, allowing other voices to be heard within the fandom and giving other people a chance um, and and being inclusive in that regards. I got to thank you guys for that. 
Um, you can catch uh, Super J Cast. It is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Um, if you want to give five stars, that would be great. If you want to give anything less, don't waste your fucking time. Because if you're not enjoying this full five stars, why are you spending any time with us? Mm-hmm. Just five stars are nothing, baby. This is not Meltzer. Yep. You can give over six. If you want to give seven and a half stars, we're all there for that. Four and three quarters. <laughs> keep that shit at home. <laughs> uh, so support uh, if you want to throw a little money on the way of Joel and Damon and editor Dan. Uh, Red cast. Uh, Red circle. Dot com dot forward com. slash super dash day dash cast. Beautiful. Somebody's remembering how to give them money. Um, they're, they got t-shirts on different sites. Give them some money that way. Um, fodder, follow editor Dan on Twitter at lousy hero two one nine or escape the box. Skip the box. Music is available at all your favorite music streaming platforms. You can catch Curtis at Okada shorts, part of the count out net count. Is it count out network Count out podcasting network? Yes. All right. And take a drink. Um, <laughs> if you've listened to both of these episodes back to back, I apologize for your liver. If you've been drink, if you've been playing the Okada shorts drinking game, <laughs> Um, I went easy on you can this follow, week. I know. You can find me on Twitter at Booze Leprechaun. And I think I'm going to pop up on Spill. I, um, I'm really kind of digging that as a possible additional home from Twitter. What is Spill? So, okay. So Spill So Spill was started by former Twitter executives. Oh, Okay. Um, yeah, it looks really cool, but they haven't had an Android app. It's been like open kind of beta on, on Apple. And then the next, speaking of it, the spill app for Android was supposed to drop today. It wasn't where they wanted it to be. So they've actually pushed back the release. Wow. You can do that. You can do that. Um, I think think the New Japan World app was exactly where they wanted it to be. So that's why they went ahead and released it because they don't give a fuck. I know. Um, but thank you all for listening. Joel and Damon will be back next week. Um, I don't know when either of us will be back next week. Who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll be, maybe I'll be on an Akato shots shorts podcast. Maybe. I'm going to throw that out into the ether. I let you love let idea. y'all chew that over. I love the idea. We're always having guest hosts and guests. Uh, so we, we, all of the guests on our podcast are guest hosts and we keep a running tally and eventually our 69th guest host. It's got to be Ryusuke Taguchi at some point. We're going to learn Japanese before then, but it's going to be a thing. So if you would like to come and be a guest host on the Okada Shorts podcast, it's happening. Totally. All right. So, and then um, I think that is it from all of us. So, and happy holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Do a Christmas thing or something. Yeah. Bye. I love you. Hello there, everybody. It's me, Gary Kidney, the co-host of You've Got to Be Kidding Me on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. And I am Liam Jones, my full name, and I am also a part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network as a co-host for You've Got to Be Kidding Me. We are a TNA history podcast that covers TNA one month at a time. We cover all the drama, all the matches, all the Vince Russo nonsense you could ever want in your life. Have you you heard of TNA? I bet you have. But would it be funnier if two people made jokes over it the whole time? Probably. 
So if that sounds like fun to you, check it out on this very Voices of Wrestling podcasting network and Liam will do bits and whatnot.